Have you thought about securing your hard-earned assets? Do you have concerns about the future? Protecting assets is crucial, and that's where Nelson Elder Care Law excels. As a family-owned and family-focused firm, we provide absolute assurance and peace of mind through our trademarked Absolute Protection Trust, tailored services in estate planning, probate administration, Medicaid crisis solutions, guardianship, and conservatorship. Our goal is to exceed your expectations and empower informed decisions. Visit NelsonElderCareLaw.com for asset protection and peace of mind. Okay, all right, we're on, we're on, we're starting, all right, we're starting. We, you don't have to always get everything right at the very, very beginning. You know, you don't start in fifth gear. Okay. <laughs> uh, turn up the music, Joe, for a second. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, the sign of things to come, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be fun. 303, now, William Mackett, it's only the Kimber, it's only me. Uh, with Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur extraordinaire. And the mechanical mangler today is Morning Joe, actually doing us a big favor by filling in because Flounder is doing the honorable and gentlemanly thing, although I don't know if I'd want to be within uh, sniffing distance of their entire abode today. Uh, Flounder and his sweet lady Veronica have come down with some stomach flu problems from, I, I think it was a po- I think they got food poisoning. And so they've had some terrible uh, stomach issues. And Flounder, huh. uh, she is in such bad shape that he's over. T- he's taking care of her today. So, I mean, basically, and they're both, you know, I mean, I, I can't imagine the two of them. I hope she has two bathrooms. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Flounder's uh, taking care of his lady and uh, as well as himself. So I don't think I'd want to be anywhere near that, uh, the living abode here for another uh, day or two, maybe. But so morning, Joe. Oh, thank recruit- you. For- yeah, what's that? Are they recuperating at the beach? Because I think he accidentally sent me a beach photo here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it took a little trip, to, a quick trip to Florida. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep you posted. Anyway, uh, so morning, Joe. Thank you for filling in because uh, I can't be any fun doing a split shift. I've done that a lot, and that's no fun. But anyway, thank you. It's I really, all right. I'm glad to be here. We appreciate it. We have a million things going on here today. Pete Davis, anything new in the mountains of Macon uh, with the uh, situation, weather change? I or? just found out the word seven has the word even in it. Well, yes, it does. Seven, even, yeah, S-E-V-E-N, yeah. That's odd. Uh, that's odd, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so you, what do you have, like a book of these things? Or, uh, <laughs> oh, hey. <sighs> yeah, Joe, feel free, sound effects at any time, Joe, or just, or just you know, a giant uh, buzz with a hook on it or something. Uh, 305, how's that going? Right, uh, by the way, here's our phone number um, uh, with a uh, camera, Pete, and, uh, and a morning show. Uh, 404-741-1230. 741 And um, so we got a billion things here today uh, to talk about, including, uh, we'll start slowly. I'm, I'm really ticked off. In fact, uh, uh, my sweet baby girl, Amanda, came in a minute ago and, and did one of her uh, video things that she puts on I guess Facebook or TikTok or I don't know what mm-hmm. she does. But anyway, she does she did a little video thing, a little less than two minutes and what's going on in, in my head, stuff like that. And I'm afraid I mean it was most of it screaming about this freaking administration and the loss of three Georgia soldiers and the disrespect and everything else. So we'll talk about it. You're gonna hear about it. Uh even Joy Reed uh, <laughs> got caught being a phony. <laughs> and by the way, some of the reaction to her on TikTok, I thought was pretty funny. I've got that for you. I put that on my phone today too. Uh so we got things like that. Also, um uh, some support as I have shown it, not politically, because I'm, uh, I'm astounded about it, but I support for the love between Tay-Tay and Travis Kelsey. David Letterman 
speaks out about it. We'll have his comments here a little bit later on today. Also, um, oh, we never got it yesterday, Pete Davis. We're going to talk. There's an actual scientist who is going to be able to tell us how, how what is the what is the average time or the best time or the appropriate time for couples to make love? How 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 long should love making last? And what do they mean by? Oh, she, but Tiffany just came in the room and she left when she heard me talking about, oh, my God. Poor bad. Sorry, <laughs> Tiffany. That's right. I, we love you. She was our former work wife when, when, years ago. Uh, she had an office, a little office next to our little office, and she and we, we had a window looking out over the strip mall down below us. We were on the fifth floor or something, and down below us was this little strip mall across the sidewalk, and it had it had a, 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 um, a bar and a tanning salon and a massage. Was it a massage parlor? or a, a, I think a yeah. massage. Yeah, a, a massage place and a tanning salon so there would be you know strippers and, and hot babes would go, go in there all day long so tiffany would hear me say yeah i like to she's a boys you know so, so anyway uh so she she would just come in and talk in the morning joe about something when i was about to talk how long it should take you to make love and she goes oh boy i might so she took off anyway we'll talk about that and again it'll be we'll warn you before it's not it's not going to be dirty your body or anything else it's kind of answering the question uh, what do you think when you're, you know, if you're, uh, whether you're married or not, particularly if you're married, I think, might be more appropriate, to find out about, uh, you know, various uh, time elements. All right, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay, uh, 308. A couple of other kind of setting the, oh, uh, I did my, uh, I did a little Facebook post today and sent it to Pete and Flounder, and I put it on Facebook and YouTube. And yesterday I mentioned, and I don't mind saying so, and you can mock me all you want, I mentioned yesterday that on my music magic stick that I had Flounder put songs on me for, uh, for me on my song, my music stick, uh, I had him put uh, the song Air Supply, All Out of Love. I hate the words to it. The words are backwards. They should be the, wrong, the other way around. Anyway, so I hate the words to it, but I love the music of it. The, for some reason, there I have that, that disease in my head that at certain sounds of music, um, uh, chor- uh, uh, choruses and chords and harmony. Uh, there are some certain notes that just go right to my soul. I mean, it just makes me, whoa, boy, is that good. And so I put it, I did a little 30-second video of that, of the uh, section of that song by Air Supply, all out of, uh, out of love, I forgot what it's called, uh, and, uh, and uh, of the harmony part that just drives me nuts. And, of course, people, well, in fact, I'll give you a couple of quick reactions here. Uh, just on my Facebook thing a moment ago. Uh, for example, um, Kimberly, sing it, Kimmer. Jeff says, true the Kimmer, one of the best. I always turn it up on that one. Lewis, uh, you did a little gay porn, right? <laughs> and Eric said, <laughs> I needed the money. I was young. Uh, Semper Fudge, but it was a time of years ago. It was kind of, uh, uh, Eric says, all tough guys have a soft spot, Kimmer. Found, uh, found his in the Air Supply song. Joyce, I'm with you, Kimmer. Diane, uh, you're too funny, but love you. Anyway, uh, Kimberly, sing it, Kimmer. Uh, Jeff, true that, uh, one of the best always. Uh, Marilyn says, uh, you rock. Missy, great song. Sherry, oh, I love this. Sherry says, uh, would have been nicer to hear it from Air Supply. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to match the tone of it to show you. <laughs> to show you. And again, uh, uh, Rod says, not gay, but willing to learn. <laughs> but he did like the harmonizing, apparently. Uh, Lita, good job, Kimmer. Brandon, uh, you know how I know you're gay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and anyway, on and on. So that was that was that was kind of fun. Anyway, and and I don't mind telling you. And again, I, I, last night, and I, I did it this morning on the way between, like when they go to, I listen to the news on our station coming to work. 
so I don't miss stuff. Uh, but when they go to commercial break or something, I played that section of that song over and over and over. Just honest to God, it just you know little yeah. you know little things. At this stage of my life, anything I can do to make me happy for eight seconds is you know terrific. So yeah, I don't mind. You can mock me all you want. I don't care. I'm I'm going to play it again going home about fifty times and, and smile. And my uh, my car, uh, you know, is going to be a, a singer. Christine's going to be singing to me. Call me baby all the way home. Uh, 311, 311. Um, God, we haven't even gotten to the news yet. Oh, a, a quick um, a programming reminder. Thursday at 4, Neil Bortz. Uh, we're pretty much set on this one. This Thursday, 4 o'clock, Neil Bortz will be calling in from wherever he may be, and we'll chat. We just have a little show like the morning boys do on Tuesday mornings when Neil calls in, and we're doing it uh, this week. It'll be Thursday around 4 o'clock, so that'll be kind of cool. Um, also, uh, let's see. Oh, we got more TV stuff to talk about just coming up here. Uh, and um, uh, curse. Oh, <laughs> uh, they were talking about cursing on the air. And uh, on your early show, man, have I got some examples of that. All right, hold on. It's 311, almost 312. And coming up, you're going to hear more about the soldiers, fallen soldiers for their country from Georgia, and the complete lack of reason. Oh, now now the White House is suddenly saying, oh, no, we, we, we really solemnly appreciate the- Yeah, you freaking lousy, dirty, stinking phonies. You got caught with a reaction, so now Biden suddenly is going to try to make an appearance at the special ceremony. We'll get to it all. It's all coming up. And the lawyer thing uh, with a Donald Trump case, and Nikki Haley got caught in a montage of Miss Phony. All coming up. 312 with a Kimmer uh, with Pete and Morning Joe on 106.3 right here. Oh, no, I, I'm just here trying to get to the words to it here a second. There we go. All right, on this day, 2013, Mick Jagger was named the most stylish rock star of all time. That was a lifestyle website called Complex. Mick Jagger, the most stylish rock star ever. The top 50 list, he was ahead of Prince, David Bowie, Kurt Cobain, Sid Vicious, and Keith Richards. The company said even to, even this back in 2013, even today he wears silk scarves and suits with more rakish appeal than most men, and he's pushing 70. Well, now he's pushing over by 82 or something. Good grief. <laughs> anyway, and again, you just joined us. Cheetah Rivera died, age of 91, the famous uh, actress, singer, and entertainer. Uh, is, she, is she an EGOT? The Emmy and West Side uh, Story. Uh, didn't she get all she, of them? Uh, the Emmy and I the think, gl- Grammy and the Oscar and the uh, the S one. What's the S one? The T with Trinity. Tr- Rita Moreno did. I don't know if Cheetah yeah. did. I'm not sure. And she got she had a lot of them if she didn't get that one. Uh, let's see. Birthday list includes. Oh, here's here's what the Flounders history guy calls. Uh, our birthday list says Darth Cheney, 83. Some people call him Dick. I know the guy shot in the face with a shotgun does. <laughs> <laughs> That's certainly one way of putting it. Uh, and uh, on this day in history, as we uh, slam the administration for their phony respect for the military, now they got caught, so they're trying to pretend they really give a damn after all. Scuzzbags. In 1991, on this very day, the first major ground battle of the Gulf War was fought in 1991 on the frontier port in Saudi Arabia. Twelve U.S. Marines 
were killed in the first battle of the Gulf War in 1991. And now we're dealing with the three soldiers from Georgia who uh, were killed in the attack by the drone strike by the Iranians, basically, responsible for it in Jordan. And now we found out uh, just a minute ago, the word came in that uh, Specialist Kennedy-Laden Sanders of Waycross, who was killed, uh, she has been promoted to, she was a specialist, has now been promoted to sergeant. And also uh, Specialist Brianna uh, Moffitt, has also been promoted posthumously to sergeant. The other person killed was Sergeant William Rivers, already a sergeant. Again, in the in the in the army, uh, each br- branch of the military has kind of its own ranking stuff. In the army, instead of go, uh, you can either go uh, a private, a private first class, corporal, stuff like that, or you go if you have a specialized training job, then you become a specialist one, specialist two, specialist three, stuff like that, instead of a corporal, uh, and then you can become a sergeant. In the air force, they have tech sergeants and all kinds of different rankings. The navy is all freaking screwed. I don't even know what the hell the navy's got: seamen and sailor, and you know, I, I don't mean they got all these million, all these stuff. Um, and uh, so anyway, so that's why they go a specialist is the same as a, a private or a corporal or whatever. And her, uh, you know, so that's a school. Yes, uh, Pete Davis. Why doesn't he get a promotion? Well, I, I think they just. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I don't know why he didn't become staff sergeant or whatever the next one is in the army. I don't know. It, di- it didn't say. And I think it might just be because uh, the, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm only assuming they they did it to so they're all three sergeants. And I don't know well, what difference that- it makes really. Uh, whether there's Money. more pay for the uh, for the right. yeah, but again, then why wouldn't they get all three of them? Why why wouldn't all three deserve to get more pay? I mean, the dead bodies for God's sake! You know, again, the whole freaking thing is just disgusting. You know, it makes me freaking mad. Uh, it just makes me freaking mad. In fact, let's play the podium princess, Joe, that little scumbag woman who's only got her job because she's gay, black, and a freaking girl. The other day, and we're going to play this again, too, while we remember this, uh, the families of the soldiers killed in this war that the administration started, and they're trying to make it even bigger. And this is the podium princess showing her complete disrespect and complete lack of knowledge about the military and giving a damn about what happened to those three American heroes. What I will say, our deepest... Uh, obviously, our deepest condolences uh, go out, and our he- heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave, uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who brave, are brother, always brave. fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration, of, of the, the administration. American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh. Uh, Unfreaking un- believable. I mean, unfreaking believable. And the reaction uh, to some of this stuff by her, in fact, uh, God, I got, I'm so angry about it. I'm, I'm, I don't even know where to start on the reaction to this, to this freaking woman. Um, anyway, oh, well, hold on a second. Maybe I got a couple in here. Yeah, oops, a Daisy. Hold on. Uh, well, okay, we'll get, we're going to get to the Joy Reid thing here in a second. But first, let me, we'll, we'll talk about what the parents said. In fact, we're going to hear from them a little bit later on today. Uh, but the parents, uh, Oneida and Sean Sanders, the parents of Kennedy-Laden Sanders from Waycross, were on TV this morning, and um, the mom said, as a grieving parent, I would not want to see any other parent go through what we're going through right now. But given the circumstances, our child and the others who lost their lives are considered heroes in this situation, the mom said, but the president of the United States decides to respond. It won't change our situation at all, however he does. Whatever's decided 
I trust it'll be a good decision that keeps everyone in the safest position. They have not gotten a call from President Biden. They did uh, get contact with uh, Governor Brian Kemp and various lawmakers. And apparently the administration says, well, uh, we have to fill out some paperwork before the president's allowed to call uh, before he's released to be able to call you. What a bunch of crap. Hell, Jed Bartlett and West Wing on the TV show, the screaming socialist liberal president had to buy, you know, the decency to call the parents when they lost love lives at freaking Dover Air Force Base. I mean, it's showing. I mean, this is unbelievable. And that, and by the way, uh, they asked that little pimp, that little uh, 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 smarmy little pimp, uh, uh, what's his name, the spokesman uh, for uh, for the administration. Uh, I can't remember. There's little, the little slimy little guy's name. He's on the podium all the time. Uh, uh, apparently he was asked, well, oh, John Kirby, that's a John freaking Kirby, National Security Council spokesman, the PR hack. He said, uh, they asked, he said, well, I mean, I assume the president uh, is going to go, uh, you know, to welcome back these bodies, right, in a special ceremony. He said, well, well, we don't really have anything on the schedule to speak to right now. Oh, really? No, nothing on schedule. I'll well, be damned. Yeah. <laughs> you remember what he did last time? He stood there looking at his watch the yep. whole time. Yep. Well, well, in the Afghanistan withdrawal, when that, that disastrous, un-American, treasonous, traitorous responsibility of those military leaders in the Afghanistan withdrawal, when President White Trash showed up at the freaking airport, at the airport, uh, air base to get the bodies back, he kept looking at his watch. In fact, one of the fathers of the dead heroes said, oh, it's 210, Mr. President. But the match didn't pick it up. It's unfreaking believable. So, so they said, well, he doesn't have anything on the schedule. So people went nuts. Uh, for example, uh, Joe Biden just got three black members of the military killed. Their black lives mattered so much to Joe Biden, he won't even bother to show up to receive their bodies. Another the president doesn't have anything on his schedule. Hey, the people in Ohio are still waiting for something on their schedule and after the train derailment. This is definitely, certainly not a freaking very good look. And now all of a sudden, the administration says, "Oh, no, oh yeah, we're gonna, we're, we're, by golly, we're gonna, we're gonna be there. The, uh, the president will be there to show his respect that he's shown all these years for the military." You freaking phonies. You know, I'd rather you didn't go. If, I, if that was my dead son or my dead daughter, I, honest to God, I think, I, I think I'd do something bad. I really do. In fact, I'm, I, I guarantee I would. I guarantee I'd, I'd, be, uh, I'd be in handcuffs. You know why they don't want him to call the families? They're afraid of what he's going to say. Exactly. That's why they have to screen it. They have to, he has to fill out the paperwork and screen it. They're going to say, do you support the president or not? And they're afraid, like something like, like I've happened before, uh, that they're going to say, leave me alone. I, I do not support this guy, and I'm not going to talk to him or salute him or anything else if I meet him. And that's exactly the reason they're going to check it out so nobody gets embarrassed. They'd re they're more concerned about how it looks in a political season for someone, God forbid, has a problem with the president of the United States after their daughter or son just got killed. And they're more concerned about how it looks, afraid that somebody might say something negative, than going there anyway. What the hell difference does it make how they feel? How do you think they're going to feel? They're freaking angry. They lost their child. Because of you and your freaking policies. How do you think they're going to feel? You don't have the balls to go there whether they like you or not? So, I, honestly, God, I can... Jesus, gosh! I mean, I, what difference does that make? What difference does it make whether they like you or not? They served the ultimate sacrifice. Some gave all. Those three gave all. And they weren't, you know, they weren't snipers. They weren't in a foxhole shooting machine guns. 
They were serving their country in a place that they should not have had this happen to them, but they were willing to do it when they signed up. There's no draft. They were not drafted. So they signed up for it, and they were, no, they were willing to die for their country, and they were willing to kill for their country. And it happened to them, and now the president's more concerned about whether they might say something negative about the families. Oh, shouldn't make any damn difference. Take their, stand there in front of them and take it. If they say, if they, we hate you, Mr. President, you killed our daughter. You're responsible for this. You're a dirty, rotten scumbag. You're an incompetent boob. You're mentally deficient. You're a lousy, worst president we've ever had. And you should take it and say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry for your loss. God bless you for your sacrifice. And take it like a freaking man. But he's never going to do it. He's not going to do it because he's a freaking coward. God, I'm so freaking angry about this. I, I honest. Uh, <sighs> Ugh, man. Uh, I mean, just freaking unbelievable. But now, who's going to go now? And fr- I, you know, I swear to God, if he looks at his watch, somebody ought to cut off his wrist. Well, that would be wrong, of course. I'm not. Secret Service, if you're monitoring, I know you're monitoring the camera. Because the freaking FBI, I know they got a whole contingent now trying to catch the camera, saying something they could turn me in. I guarantee you there's an FBI agent right now saying, oh, the camera just said he's going to cough his wrist. The camera just said he's going to cough his wrist. Oh, let's get him over there. I'll be guarantee they're putting something in the trunk of my car right now. They're going to get They call the Secret Service. Hey, the camera just said to cut off the president's wrist. Oh, my God, it's going to they don't need to plan anything on you. All they need to do is check your internet search history. <laughs> or just follow, follow me home. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, thinking, I'm so freaking mad about it. My nose is running. I'm so freaking angry about this. I mean, honestly, these dirty, stinking loud. You know, I mean, sorry. I just, you know, I got to do what you got to freaking do. I'm so freaking mad about this. I, I, can't, I can't believe it. I mean, what a night. This is how they act. I mean, what other possible administration would even have the, the, the look of this situation? I mean, I mean it, it figures. Yeah, it's so bad. A former Obama administration official is criticizing what oh, they're Gates? doing. Oh, Gates? Yeah, the defense chief. We're gonna, in fact, do we have that? I think I got that story in here. Uh, oh, maybe you don't, but I asked for it. If I didn't get it, we'll get it later. Uh, yeah, I don't have it. So I should have been in here, too. Anyway, we'll talk about him. The former def- defense chief. It said Biden screwed up everything he's ever done. I mean, this is not. What did Obama Obama say? If you want something effed up, give it to Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Unfreaking believable. Uh, Even, uh, uh, let's play the soundbite of Joy Reid. Joy (laughs) Reid was talking about this on her Read Out Liberal MSNBC hosting thing. Uh, We have the soundbite of Joy. Here's where they were going to a soundbite and she got caught with a hot mic. Over the weekend, President Biden said he's ready to take action if Congress is serious about solving the border issue. If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. And Congress needs to get it done. Another war. Uh, She said, yeah, another blanking war. (laughs) <laughs> Another blanking war. And then cutting back, she appeared to accuse Trump of still trying to kill the deal before on the uh, war and uh, the border business and the war business uh, before the rest of her monologue. And some of the reaction, unreal, she believes that but still gets on TV and says the exact opposite. Uh, Reed and the rest of the MSM, the mainstream media, don't, uh, don't believe the lies they're spreading. What a freaking clown. Uh, by the way, uh, the people who told you Trump would start World War III are the people who are trying to start World War III. Uh, and and let's 
see. Please, please tell me that was real and not made up. And oh, there's one more here that was. Uh, here we go. Uh, uh, Joy Reid wearing Donald Trump's hair is really affecting her. She's a, a, a platinum blonde. <laughs> Talk about cultural <laughs> misappropriation, you snake. Uh, it's 3:30 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder and Morning Joe. Flounder's are here taking care of his girl, but uh, Morning Joe's with us on 106.3. Look out! Here we go. And it's only me, it's only the camera with Pete and Morning Joe sitting in for Flounder who's taking care of his lady. They're both under the weather and I can't imagine what it's like in that place together with stomach flu. <laughs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> it must be true love. Uh, 333, and uh, off we go. This is Neil Young. Hold my hair. Yes. <laughs> have you ever held a girl's hair when she got her too drunk? Oh, yeah, I guess yep. we all have. I mean, yeah, as a gentleman, you know, you have to. Oh, I'll never forget that either. Uh, 2010, Neil Young was named the Music Cares Person of the Year for his influential artistic accomplishments and philanthropic work. <coughs> Excuse me. A string of artists including Elton John, Nora Jones, James Taylor, Elvis Costello, John Fogarty, Dave Matthews, and Cheryl Crow performed his songs, Neil Young songs, as he was honored by the Recording Academy at the Los Angeles Convention Center in 2010. Neil Young, all right, there you go. Uh, let's see, our birthday list today. Includes Wilmer Fernando Lamas Valderrama, 44 years old. He was Nick Torres on NCIS, but you'll maybe remembering him as Fez on that 70s show. Uh, he's uh, Valderrama is uh, 44 years old today. And on this day in history, let's see what do we got here. Oh, I got 19. Speaking of TV, 1977, ABC airs the Roots Part Eight finale. It's in the top three most popular network primetime broadcasts of all time. The final of Roots, 1977. Uh, they uh, are ranked thusly in 1983. The MASH finale, Goodbye, Farewell, Amen, got more than a 60% rating. The number two was the Dallas episode, Who Done It, Who Shot JR? That had a 53.3 rating. And number three is Roots, the finale, 51.1 rating of all the households tuned to uh, to that station and that network for that show. All right, uh, 335 with a Kim Repeat and Flounder. And uh, let's see, a jump here again, messy thing, Joy Reid, boom, bam, boom. Okay, well, you want to do a little uh, Trump talk? And a little, uh, I still can't believe this story uh, of how Donald Trump was charged with rape. And the jury found him innocent of rape, but they did find he probably felt her up. So uh, he was found guilty. The judge made it five million dollars. And then this another jury again, he was accused of rape and was not convicted of rape. He was accused of fondling her or, or humping her or feeling her up. And so the jury in New York, again, New York, decides to fine him eighty three million dollars, <laughs> million dollars for feeling her up. Now, let's also remember, and we, I forgot to mention this the other day when the story was start busting even more than it was in the court case. You have to remember, New York State is the state with the attorney general 
out to get him for this whole, all this kind of business. And she had New York State's liberal lawmakers pass a law changing the uh, a statute of limitations on a sexual claims law so that this woman, Jean Carroll, could sue Donald Trump. Her complaint was after the statute of limitations. So the legislature in New York, in order to get Donald Trump, changed the law just so she could sue him. New York made a law just so she could sue Donald Trump. That's one of your 50 states. Unbelievable. And this happened in the 90s. That's why they changed the law. And by the way, uh, Donald Trump obviously is going to appeal this. And, and let's play the little soundbite here, Morning Show. This is this woman, Jean Carroll. Uh, she was talking to Rachel Madcow about what she's going to do with all that money. You've talked about using some of... Trump's money that you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be, what that might look like? Yes, or, Rachel. Or, yes. Tell me. I had such, such great ideas <laughs> for all the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel, you and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely <laughs> new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? <laughs> it's yours, <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> oh, that's so wow. funny. Yeah, reaction. She seems more like a Powerball winner than a traumatized rape survivor. Uh, e. Jean Carroll will get nothing. This will be appealed. Trump will win in the end. This more on his bat guano crazy. Uh, and on and on and on. And, uh... And remember, we played, we showed you some of her tweets where she used to make fun of of women uh, complaining about uh, sexual activity. She thought that most women think that rape is fun uh, and sexy. Uh, you know the rape fantasies that she said women have. All the, this is this was her. This was she. Sorry, grammatically. Uh, this was she saying these things, and she got caught. She plot. printed. She printed. Printed it. Yeah. This is a plot that went on for years involving a state legislature just to get one man who stands between us and them. Uh, she also said, uh, this Carol woman said she'll use the money on something Trump hates. Uh, and she said when she saw him in the courtroom, she thought he was going to be intimidating, but he's just something in a suit. Uh, now she says it's about fighting for all women. We're also fighting, saluting the women and men who have been assaulted and who did not survive. We're doing this for women around the country who have been knocked down repeatedly. So it's really not about me anymore. We have moved beyond me. As you say, the fight now is really to take back our future. This is a man who, sta who had stacked the Supreme Court, took away women's rights over their own bodies. Okay, let's remember uh, women's rights over your own bodies. You're the same women who want everybody to get a freaking shot, whether you liked it or not. How about the right of your own bodies? Oh, no, you don't have a right over your own body. If you're a girl, if you're a girl, you have a right over your own body unless it comes to the liberal shot. If you're, you know, you're a liberal COVID shot, you better get that so you don't have the right over your own body for that. You freaking phony hypocrites. God, every time, everything, everything turns out to the same, same business. Just absolutely disgusting. <laughs> they, they only want control over their body when it enables them to murder children. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, again, uh, and speaking of rape, again, she charged Trump with rape. He was not found guilty of rape. Let's remember how the girls felt when uh, when uh, President Showers with daughter got called uh, digger raping his, uh, his uh, Tara Reid, his own staff, but not the actress, the woman on his staff, Tara Reid. And he uh, came up behind her and uh, schnickety frick fricked her. And she said, whoa, whoa, well, he said, oh, I thought you liked me. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Tara Reid, his own staff member. 
up against a wall, and he, he got her from behind. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. She says, oh, you thought, oh, I thought you liked me. And, and then, remember, this was during the campaign, and, and that dirty, you know, shiftless and lazy vice president side piece, uh, and they asked her about, you know, I thought you were supposed to, re- you know, respect all the women when they, you know, the Me Too movement. You believe all the women. She says, oh, I, I, do, I truly believe all the women, but I also know Joe Biden, so, you know, we have to, you know, put it all in context. Oh, so in other words, you believe her, but you also think it's okay because it's, you know Joe Biden. So what? Then it's okay if you know the guy. I, I mean, I say, you know, they just say it and then move on. Yeah, and, and nobody called him on it. <laughs> <laughs> what is, yeah, what does that mean? I believe all women, but I also know Joe Biden. Uh, next question. <laughs> what, what the hell? I mean, no seriously. No whether you know him. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, uh, more on this lawyer thing in a second. A reminder, uh, the uh, 3 o'clock hour today brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. I didn't mean to yell at you. I mean, this is a wonderful sponsor. First <laughs> Liberty you? Building and Loan. If you need financing, damn it, to grow your... No, sorry. If you need financing to grow your business, FirstLibertyGeorgia.com. FirstLibertyGA.com. It's not Georgia. FirstLibertyGA.com. Well, I've blown this whole thing now, haven't I, Morning Show? He's going to tell the morning guys, because they do this in the morning, and they do it great. I mean, I, you got to hand it to the morning anal crew. I mean, these guys, they do know their promos. They do know their plugs and their, and their you know, seven-second tag. And I blew the whole one here, so they're going to get on me tomorrow like always. Jesus bastard. Anyway, uh, 342. I heard Rhino, the Rhino this morning, talk about, well, Kim said I'm not going to go to this World Series, the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's going to watch it. And by the way, uh, more support other than just the Kimmer for Taylor Swift and her lover. Well, 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 wait a minute. You know, like yeah. Benifer, the celebrity name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what the name is for Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Uh, Swelsey, isn't it? Swelsey? No. What? Trailer. No. Tra- oh, that's nasty. Trailer. Trailer, as in trailer trash? Is that? Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> Swelsey was, it used to be Swelsey. <laughs> Oh, my. I that's like not, trailer. That's no good. Uh, 342. By the way, now, the, uh, you know that little hottie Donald Trump's lawyer, Alina Habba? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, boy. Uh, she's, oh. she's a, she's a good-looking woman. I mean, she's all, she's yes. all woman, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, she is demanding that the judge, this slimebag ju- federal judge, Lewis Kaplan, uh, come clean about all the relevant facts concerning the interest he had with the uh, lead counsel in the uh, Trump uh, a lawsuit case that awarded uh, this girl, Jean Carroll, $83 million. Well, now apparently the Manhattan judge, Lewis Kaplan, used to be a mentor to the woman's lawyer. They both worked together in the 90s at a, a law firm in uh, Midtown. And so a Trump's lawyer says, hey, if you worked with Miss Kaplan in any capacity, especially if there was a mentor-mentee relationship, the fact should have been disclosed before any case involving the parties permitted to proceed forward. It's particularly concerning since the plaintiff's other lead counsel served as your honor's law clerk. So both of her lawyers were his lawyers, were his friends and worked with him. And your oh, oh, it's even better. Uh, we were also previously advised that your honor co-officiated at her wedding. <laughs> so uh, the, the lawyers, uh, uh, Trump's lawyer girl uh, says the judge may be able to provide information about his alleged relationship with Kaplan that could impact Donald Trump's anticipated appeal. I mean, it's all tied in together. Again, he had relationships with both of the other guy's lawyers. The girls' lawyers, unbelievable. All right, 344. 
Uh, coming up. Uh, oh, do we have time for the montage? Let's do that. Can we, we can do this right here, uh, Joe. Again, Joe, uh, morning Joe's filling in for Flounder, taking care of uh, Miss Veronica. Uh, Nikki Haley, by the way, says she believes that, that the jury award of $83 million is okay. She believes that she trusts in the jury that they did the right thing. Uh, she said, I trust the jury. I think they made the decision based on the evidence. I don't think that should take him off the ballot. She said, I think Nikki Haley said, I think the American people should take Donald Trump off the ballot. That's the best way to go forward. Not let him play the victim. Let him play the loser. Now, speaking of the loser, uh, somebody put together a montage of Nikki Haley saying one thing and then saying the exact opposite. And we will get them. But I will not, not now, not ever, support raising the gas tax. Finally, let's increase the gas tax by 10 cents <laughs> over the next three years. I would not run if President Trump ran. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. Every person on social media should be verified by their name. I never said government should go and require anyone's names, but what we do know is 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. Proclaiming the retirement age is, quote, way, way too low. Where do I you have stand never from? once said that. <laughs> I never said Hillary Clinton was an inspiration. I went with my friend Eleanor Kitzman to a Furman leadership program where Hillary Clinton was speaking, and I walked out of there and I said, I'm going for office. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I don't know who put that together, but it's pretty damn funny. I mean, holy, I, I, by the way, it doesn't make any difference because she's not going anywhere. I mean, she's not going to be the president or, you know, I mean, it's over. But still, I mean, that, you know, once again, if you're running, you, I mean, if you don't know that kind of stuff, you, you're going to get caught. <laughs> but she's a power for the future. I mean, you got to watch her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to, yeah, well, uh, apparently she's not quitting yet. Uh, 346, uh, Kevin Pete and uh, Morning Joe for Flounder on 1063 right here. <laughs> hey, Brittany. Uh, kind of clunky, but uh, she was hot. Kind of clunky hot, but hot. Little Pop Tart. Yeah, 1999, on this day, after spending 11 weeks on the chart, Britney Spears started a two-week run at number one on the singles chart with Baby One More Time. That song topped the charts in 23 countries, was a best-selling single of the entire year in 1999, one of the best-selling singles of all time, more than 10 million copies sold. And I remember the, the picture of her... And a little, in a little short skirt and some uh, bobby socks or something, walking down a high school yeah. hallway. <laughs> every te- every every male teacher in that building, I guarantee, you, was taking a peek. She was, I mean, trouble. Uh, let's see, uh, uh, Britney Spears right there. Uh, Three fifty-two. Kimmer, Pete, and Morning Joe sitting in for Flounder today. He was uh, taking care of Miss Veronica. The both of them have stomach issues, and I got. Noah's I, <laughs> I hate to be in the same room with him. Uh, a birthday, uh, Charles S. Dutton, the actor, 73. Um, now let's see. He was the leader of the inmates in Alien 3. He was also the groundskeeper in Rudy, the star of the 90s sitcom Rock. Uh, wasn't he also in Tootsie? Wasn't he the guy in Tootsie? I don't know about that. Uh, maybe not. But he's been in a million. If you don't know what the day, you know the face. You've seen yeah, him. You he's know. a famous You know him. Uh, by the way, you may not have known this. Uh, Mr. Charles S. Dutton is 73 today. Developed his passion for the theater while serving a seven-and-a-half-year prison sentence for fatally stabbing a guy in a street fight. 
He also got his two-year college degree while he was in the joint. So good for him. He's, uh, you know, made a whole thing here for himself. And on this day in history, let's see what we got here. Oh, uh, 1962, tragedy for the Flying Wallendas. The famous family of acrobatic daredevils was performing at the State Fair Coliseum in Detroit in 1962. They were doing their famous seven-person chair pyramid 35 feet off the ground. The pyramid of the seven bodies, the seven people, collapsed and killed Walenda's son-in-law and his nephew, and his adopted son, Mario, was left paralyzed from the waist down, 1962. The flying Walendas. Brutal. Uh, let's see, 350. We're going to play David Letterman here for you. We're going to talk about uh, Tay-Tay and Travis here in a second. First of all, more reaction. I put, <laughs> I put my little musical thing on Facebook and uh, YouTube today, just before I came into work, uh, of me uh, showing up how I was talking about the song, Air Supply song, uh, All Out of Love, that just there's one chord there that just uh, gives, gives me chills. I just love the sound of it, even with my bad hearing. Uh, and I some new reaction. Check this out. Deborah says, my deceased husband was in a rock band in the 70s and loved harmony and songs, too. Brings back memories. Thank you, Deborah. And Mark says, hey, uh, Mark Hofstetter. We know Mark Hofstetter, like ball game Mark. We hang around. Mark says, oh, you know, they make testosterone supplements, you know. <laughs> Very funny. <clears throat> uh, Jeff says, air supply, I think he needs a biweekly injection. <laughs> 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 and by the way, we heard from Don Dornberg. Our old buddy used to work oh. with Don Dornberg. And he says, uh, Crema is music aficionado. He did it in the sound. The reason we do that, he calls me Crimmer because I used to make do a little thing on the air with it. Oh, Crimmer, you too much. With Connie Chung is a long thing. And Don Dornberg, now he was in Vietnam at this uh, part of the same time I was. He was in the Army. I was in the Marines. We didn't work together, but we were there at the same time. And he, he was there for the Tet Offensive, as was I. That's when I showed up. And and he used to joke that he had a, uh, he had, when you're in the, when you're over in a war zone, even if you're in a billet somewhere, they they have, they, they hire people in the local area to take care of the, uh, uh, cleaning the rooms and stuff like that. I mean, it's really pretty weird. Uh, and he had, he said he was a dog handler in Vietnam. Did you know that? He was a dog here. He, he did yeah. one of the guard dogs uh, in Vietnam. Don Dornberg, news guy, uh, with us. Well, no, no, he, he, he controlled guard dogs. He, yeah. he didn't he do didn't, Well, I do. I meant dogs. control. Yeah, and, and he, <laughs> say, he said there was this one little maid used to walk around going, V.C. Cockadile Dornberg. <laughs> Cockadile means kill. <laughs> it's a V.C. Cockadile Dornberg. <laughs> some sense of humor. <laughs> anyway, uh, so <laughs> that's uh, some of the reaction to my Facebook. And I, it's embarrassing. I mean, I know it is, but I'm telling you, I'll play it. I'll play it. 15 times going home today, Gary, at least, Gary, over and over and over, and then I'll play some more stuff and listen to radio and news and stuff, and then I'll play it some more. I mean, it's just, it just gives me chills. It, it's, it, it, I don't, I mean, there's actually, a, there's a name for it. It's it's a syndrome of some kind, and it's a, it, it affects the sounding, goes right to your endorphins or something. Or anything. Anyway, uh, 3.56 already, God. Oh, uh, do we have, uh, 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 coming up, uh, apparently the president did call. The family of the of, of one of the dead soldiers from Georgia is that correct? Yes, he did. Hasn't seen him in person. Well, but, but finally, and again, it's because of all of all the reaction when it found out that little pimp uh, at the podium, uh, uh, what's his name? I just had it here, John uh, uh, Kirby. 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 Uh, I'm gonna make that down here. Uh, just if I can find his stinking name here. I, have, oh, I can't find it. Anyway, uh, Kirk, John Kirby. Um, and so because he said, no, there's nothing on the schedule even for him to go there. And the, and the Pentagon had to have the, have to fill out paperwork before the president could make a phone 
call. Yeah, trying to make sure whether he was going to get bashed. Well, apparently he did talk to him, and we have, I, I think we're going to get that sound for you probably right out. You probably hear it in the 4 o'clock news, and either way, we'll play it for you again later on, too. But he apparently did call, but not because he, you know, was was so heartbroken over what is what the sacrifice was for his country. It's because he got shamed into it. Freaking disaster. I mean, what a bunch of scumbags. <sighs> God, I mean, honestly, just uh, uh, horrible. All right, 357, I'm running out of time. David Letterman is a Swifty. And he says, you know, he's telling you haters who hate. Everybody says, oh, I want to see, you know, Taylor Swift at the ball game. She's on the picture for two seconds in four hours. I mean, what the hell? Oh, it can't just ruins football. What do you mean ruins football? She's in a booth for two seconds. We're cheering, yay. Oh, no. Oh, God, ruined the NFL. <laughs> you freaking alien. Just, oh, why don't you worry about something? You know why? Because it's on your freaking phone. It's social media on the iPhone is yesterday's cigarettes. They see, oh, everybody's Taylor Swift. Oh, everybody's got it on you. Know, they want a bunch of idiots. Well, David Letterman, some time ago on a podcast, says, leave the girl alone right here. So now here's Taylor Swift, who is a glowing, bright light of goodness in the world, and she starts dating uh, Kelsey Grammer. And people Grammar. No, that's not true. <laughs> what? Kelsey Grammer? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> An interesting parent. And go people ahead. go crazy. And the, the Kelsey Grammer people say, oh, no, no, no. Don't bother us. We're all caught up in football. We don't want Taylor in football. And the Taylor Swift people, the Swifties, are saying, oh, we don't want a footballer in here with Kelsey Grammer. And I'm saying, huh? Travis Kelsey. Right. Travis Kelsey. And I say to both camps, this is such a lovely thing. Shut up. It's good for the footballers. Yeah. It's good for Taylor Swift. And it's something positive and happy for the world in a world that generally, typically, just sucks dad. <laughs> Boy, did he save that at the last minute. Uh, David Letterman, finally. It was a couple of months ago well. when he was on a podcast. And- you know, he, he loves her because she's a socialist that, that loves Biden. That's yeah. why he likes Well, it. and again, the uh, sound bites of her from a documentary a couple of years, well, from uh, 2020, the campaign, there's a documentary talking about Taylor Swift and whether she was getting political and she bashed Donald Trump and also Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee and all kinds of stuff, So, uh, which is fine. She's a young girl and she's a liberal and that's fine. I hope she doesn't become a political activist. I hope she just stays herself and if, uh, a true, if it's true love and you're having a thing, God bless him. You know, I I'm ha- it makes me happy to talk about them being in love. And when I see a picture of them hugging and she go- runs into his arms like a girl, I- honestly, I j- it, may- it makes me melt. I think, I wish I had one running up to me with her arms around me saying, I love you, baby. Man, a, well, you know, a I mean, football what, player? Uh, yeah, a, a, a big, hairy football player. That's right, Pete. Coming up, humping me they're right there in the hallway. Yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> what I meant. Yeah, you'll probably hear about that on the morning show tomorrow. I'm getting in with Morning Joe. Oh, my God, I'm screwed now. It's over. Good night, everybody. Four o'clock. I'm out of here. WFOM and W292EV Marietta, a Dickey Broadcasting Station. This hour is presented by Atlanta Safe House. Have you thought about securing your hard-earned assets? Do you have concerns about the future? Protecting assets is crucial, and that's where Nelson Elder Care Law excels. As a family-owned and family-focused firm, we provide absolute assurance and peace of mind through our trademarked Absolute Protection Trust. Tailored services and estate planning. 
probate administration, Medicaid crisis solutions, guardianship, and conservatorship. Our goal is to exceed your expectations and empower informed decisions. Visit NelsonElderCareLaw.com for asset protection and peace of mind. Right now, American heroes are in some of the most dangerous places on earth, risking their lives to protect our freedom. But there are a forgotten group of heroes here at home. They face fear, loneliness, and despair, the ever-present threat of losing a loved one. These are the brave sons and daughters of the U.S. military, and they are heroes too. American Bible Society brings the hope and comfort of God's Word to the kids that need it most. Honor a hero and donate today at AmericanBible.org slash hero. <laughs> All right, I got 403. I remember this song. 1988. A court case involving Holly Johnson. Don't do it. Relax. Uh, Holly Johnson and ZTT Records had a court case revealing that Frankie Goes to Hollywood had not played on their hits Relax and Two Tribes. Uh, involving Holly Johnson, the court was told that uh, top session musicians were used to make the records. This song, Relax, eventually sold about 2 million copies in Britain alone, easily ranking it among the, tes- uh, the uh, be- 10 best-selling singles in the U.K. Although, uh, apparently, Frankie Goes Hollywood didn't <laughs> didn't play on their hits, Relax. I don't understand what that means. I guess they use fake music. Well, they're like Millie, Van- Millie Vanilli. Yeah, they didn't fakers. play the instruments. Oh, they didn't damn. sing the songs. They, it was basically a gay agenda dance song. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And for wor- for uh, working out sessions, I better probably do it at the gym. It probably was probably huge. Well, the, the working out was in the bedroom more, yeah. more in the clubs. Uh, that's yeah. what it was. Uh, again, I, uh, I'm not allowed in clubs anymore. In fact, you know, you know what's funny? Remind me, uh, the club, the club, the club. First uh, birthday, uh, uh, Jew hater Vanessa Redgrave is 87 today. The real-life mom of Nip Tuck star Julie, uh, Jolie Richardson, Jolie's sister, the late Natasha Richardson, was Liam Neeson's wife. Vanessa Redgrave is 87 today. And uh, I bet she's got a little candle burning for the Hamas killers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, God, I, I mean, remember that that caused a, that was what back in the seventies, maybe. Oscars, or, yeah, yeah, Oscars. Wow, it was a long time ago, and she was, uh, I forgot exactly what she had said, but it was clearly an anti-Jewish uh, statement about uh, the Middle East war again, maybe. Or, I guess it was right about that time. Anyway, it was, uh, Vanessa Redgrave. Wow. Uh, Four oh five on this day in history. Uh, in, uh, in 1835, Andrew Jackson became the first president to survive an assassination attempt. He was attacked by a guy with a pair of pistols, both misfired. So the 67-year-old President Andrew Jackson beat him with his walking stick. <laughs> As it should be. Anyway, and speaking of, imp- of assassination, there, the uh, impeachment is going to be happening with this uh, little pimp, Mayorkas. And now he's already... Uh, 
He's already complaining. He, he wrote a letter to these people saying, oh, this is all political. Uh, your false accusations don't rattle me and don't even direct me from law enforcement and broader public service to which I've devoted most of my career. You dirty, stinking, lying, phony. I mean, what a bunch of crap. Uh, he was responsible. The border's never been secure. The border's wide open. They just changed the documents to say, well, you're a refugee, so come on in. That's not a, board, a secure border. By him saying a border's secure, all it means is nobody's doing machine gun fire and throwing mortars over the border. So the border secure from a military attack, but it's not secure from people walking in saying, I'm an American now. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And by the way, I saw the other night, I think it was two nights ago, I think it was Jesse Waters on Fox had it. He showed video of all the charity groups helping the refugees from countries all over the world get to Mexico so they can get to America. Jewish groups, uh, Arab groups, uh, gay groups, every kind of group has a charity section, and they're all helping the people from foreign countries who want to get to America. They're showing SUVs pull up to the border and well-dressed Chinese and yeah. you know African and Middle Eastern gentlemen yeah. getting out and just walking across the border. They're paying that's, to, yep, to that's do right. it. And by the way, the cartels are getting money every step of the way. They're more every every interview that that they've been doing on. And no, I guess only Fox News is doing it. They all say, "Oh yeah, we have to you know we have to pay a fee to the cartels and they get us on the buses and they." I mean, it's all arranged. It's 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 a whole business plan. And it's all run by the cartels. They get a, they get a chunk. They get a taste of what their beak every step of the way. And when they finally get to the border, they have one last payment, and uh, then they come into America. And the cartels are getting rich. And 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 this borders. Yeah, border. Remember, uh, Kamala's side piece, the official vice president, uh, shiftless and lazy, was the border czar. Wow, what a great job a job she did. What let eight million people in in the first four years? <laughs> God, anyway, that was the plan. Unbelievable. Uh, four oh eight. Now, uh, we're, uh, uh, just in uh, morning show tells us that we do have a, a, a president scumbag. The white trash has uh, has called the parents of uh, Sergeant, and now a former specialist, now a posthumously Sergeant Kennedy-Laden Sanders of Waycross, uh, whose parents, Oneida and Sean Sanders, uh, were talking about the, what it's like being grieving parents over the, happening just today on TV that we're talking about it. And we'll have their comments a little bit later on. But apparently the president did make, finally got shamed and embarrassed into making a phone call after apparently they found out that he wasn't going to get blasted. They were afraid what the respect of, of the reaction might be. So here, and we, and we're not going to play it all because it's very, very long. Uh, well, it's like six minutes or something. But here's a little bit of uh, a president's slime bag showers with daughter uh, finally uh, calling the parents who lost their daughter in the war zone that turned into Lebanon. Good morning, Good morning Mr. President. Mr. President. Sean, I wish I didn't have to make this call. I, uh, I know, uh, you know, everybody, uh, I, I know there's nothing anybody can say or do to ease the pain. I've been there. Yes, sir, we understand. I just want you to know that I, uh, you're in my prayers, in my heart. I know you don't want the press at the return of the body, but uh, with your permission, I'd like to be there with you. Is that okay? We would Sir, love we for you honored. to be there. Well, you know, uh, and by the way, we're reporting, we're, we're promoting her posthumously to sergeant. Oh, wow. That is the best news I've heard today. Thank you so much. You don't know how much that means to us. Oh, well, I tell you what, it means a lot to, a lot to me. 
my son spent a year in Iraq until I lost him. No, that's enough. Yeah, he's got now he's got to bring his son in Iraq. And by the, remember, he said, you know, he talked about the war zone. He said, oh yeah, my son, a warrior, also died from the war zone as a warrior. He died in the hospital with his family around him. He didn't exactly die like they died when in Afghanistan withdrawal, you scumbag, where they got blown up by a freaking suicide bomber. And then Biden has the balls to look, be looking at his watch while they're doing the Afghanistan recovery of the body ceremony when he came back to Dover. And then, and then he talks about his dead son uh, who was in the service. And then he says, well, yeah, I know what it's like. I know what it's like losing a son in a war zone. No, you don't. Your son was in the freaking hospital years later. Scumbag. Oh, I just honestly, I, 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 oh, and he will be, yeah, like you heard, he will be going to the uh, ceremony. I wonder if he's going to okay. look at his watch again. I, you know, I wonder if that had turned another direction. If the family said, no, we don't want you there, yeah. if they would have released that. Well, you know, if they had if they had faked it, obviously they were they were interviewed beforehand. They got you know they got permission from the the Pentagon had to make sure that the families weren't going to say something bad while they got the president on the phone. So uh, clear, obviously they cleared. But if the family had faked it, the family said, "Oh, we love the president, we're all in favor," and then had been lying and actually hated his guts and said so, whether that would have been played and, and recorded and, and played for the media, I don't. I doubt it. I doubt it. I would record. If he called me, I'd record oh, it on I'd my be, end, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, whether they, you know, you shouldn't have to be pre-screened. It shouldn't make any difference. The president of the United States ought to sit there and take it like a freaking man. If you hate him, just stand there and take it. Stand there at attention and tears coming out of your eyes saying, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. What I couldn't believe is that he took that occasion and managed somehow to turn it around back to himself to talk about himself right in the middle of it. I just can't believe he was able well, to do well, that. Well, now, wait a minute. I Who never, would do such I didn't a talk thing? about myself in the middle of that one. I didn't talk about me. I'm not talking about this time. Oh, this time. Well, <laughs> this time. Uh, I don't talk about my stuff in that, anymore, that military no, no, stuff no. anymore because then I get blasted. Oh, what you, you can't talk about the day today. Yeah, anyway. All right, now we're fine. 412, 412. Okay, briefly, I want to, I'll want i get into this, and then we're going to do a little kabanga here. Uh, but first of all, uh, this is kind of scary. Elon Musk has a company, a startup called Neuralink. And they have now, at Neuralink, surgically implanted into the brain of one of their subjects, the f- first human test subject of a promising neuron spike detection for a chip implant into a human brain. The Neuralink performed hundreds of tests on pigs and sheep and monkeys, uh, which Peter thought was uh, horrible. Uh, the last two years, they say, have been about building a human-ready product, the brain chip, which has a 1,000 electrodes, is meant to allow people to wirelessly perform computer functions by just thinking of what they'd like to do, like a think-and-click mechanism. A brain implant, a thousand electrodes in this one implant, and you think of what you want to do, and your brain makes it happen. The company was looking for quadriplegics, under 40 years old, to be in the human trials. A surgeon would take part of your skull, and then a seven-foot-tall robot named R1 would take over to implant 64 threads lined with electrodes into your brain. The electrodes are programmed to gather data about the brain, including neural activity attached to movement intention. 
The neural signals then recorded by the electrodes would be sent back to Neuralink computers for decoding. Mm -hmm. The long-term goal is to have available for billions of people and unlock human potential and go beyond our biological capabilities. Hmm. We have the first words of the cyborg. You want to hear? What are, what are the first words of the cyborg? <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. Oh, <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, they're here. It's coming. They ain't stopping they're it. They're here. No Brain yeah. implants, so you think of what you want your body to do and it does it? If you think about something you should have, oh boy. Oh, it's been oh, in the comic right. books for a decade. That's right. I'm not kidding. Yeah, 414, Kimmer Pete, and uh, sitting in for Flounder Morning Show on 1063 right here. <laughs> I remember this song. I like the original version by the original people better, but it's all right. Here's a little Tiffany for you. There you go. 420. 420, I call smoking. <laughs> no, I don't smoke. I have no idea. Come on, Tiffany, sing. Where's, there we go. All right. It's about time, guys. That's what they say when we're together. Mm-hmm. And watch how you play. Yeah. They don't understand, and so we're running just as fast as we can. Uh, take it easy. 1988, Tiffany, number one on the British singles chart with I Think We're Alone Now, the singer's only British number one hit. It was a huge hit for Tommy James and the Shondells in 1967, which is when I remember it. But anyway, Tiffany, she had a big, huge hit. Good for her. I don't think it's much of a song, her, her version, but that's okay. Everybody's different. Mm, didn't, didn't she pose for Playboy years later? Uh, uh, I don't, well, one of those, it was either Tiffany or the other one who changed her name to the uh, more formal uh, first name instead of uh, Janie, it was Jane, I can't remember, the other, the other girl singer who became a, a little more of an adult. She was a child singer, hmm. not, not uh, Debbie Boone. She did pose for Playboy. Uh, Morning Joe. Yeah. Uh, what do you got there? A controversial nude Playboy shoot. She talked about it. She said it was an honor when Playboy asked me, and she was very happy with it. Did say when it was? What issue or what year in, or anything? In the 80s. Wow, I'm, 40 years ago? Obviously, <laughs> but she's 52 now. Well, she would have been oh, more yeah. than 12. <laughs> yeah. I don't, oh, couldn't have been in the 80s if she's 52. Oh, when was this article That was 40 written? years ago. <laughs> Anyway, Tiffany did uh, go uh, nude in Playboy. So there you are, for the record. Uh, let's see. Our birthday list today includes Gene Hackman, 94 years old. Wow. Gene Hackman, and it says here, this, again, this is Flounder's uh, birthday list guy. Gene Hackman, he is Lex Luthor in the original Superman and Superman 2. He's also the blind man in Young Frankenstein. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Other movies Gene Hackman made great enemy of the state, absolute power. Get Shorty, Crimson Tide, Wyatt Earp, The Firm. Un that was a good, he was a good part in that, The Firm. Great part in Unforgiven. No Way Out. Again, he was a defense secretary with uh, Kevin Cosner. Mississippi Burning, Hoosiers, The Poseidon Adventure, The Royal Tenenbaums, and The French Connection. And he was also, they left out the one, where he was a, gun, a, a town bully in the gunfighter movie where Sharon Stone was a gunfighter. 
at the end, and, and his own yeah, son uh, fought I him in the gunfighter. I, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was uh, I enjoyed it. It was a pretty good movie. Silly, but they also left out they left out the John Grisham one. Where he was a Klansman in prison in Mississippi for oh, yeah, blowing up right. a black church. Wasn't it the death row his, case? The death row, and he he was amazing in that. Movie. Yeah, I, I, and uh, I, I forgot some. He was in. He was the bad guy, and some lawyer came to try to get him ready to be killed, his, executed. His wasn't grandson. That? His grandson yeah, was what, his lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I can't. I can't remember the name of that. Anyway, he, he really hasn't really done a bad movie. I mean, a man is, you know, no. what a star. Ninety-four years old. Uh, by the way, coming up, have you heard of have you, have you heard of the mocktail Sleepy Girl mocktail? A way to help you sleep at night, especially for chicks, apparently. But I have the story here, but it doesn't actually say how to make it. Anyway, I'll talk about that in a second. Also, uh, warts and duct tape. And how long should your lovemaking last? All coming up. First of all, uh, Pete, we talked earlier about, now yesterday we started playing Rolling Stone Magazine's top ten list of the worst songs of the 70s. And we played the, uh, the first five, actually the worst, uh, the bottom list of the worst five songs yesterday. Uh, number ten was Minnie Riverton, Loving You. Number nine, Morris Albert and Feelings. And uh, Worst Songs of the 70s by Rolling Stone Magazine. Number eight, Bo Donaldson and the Haywoods, Billy Don't Be a Hero. Number seven, Terry Jack, Seasons in the Sun. Number six, Rupert Holmes, the Pina Colada Escape Song. Uh, and Pete, we were going to wait till Flounder comes back uh, tomorrow, but in case they, they still got the stomach thing to take care of Miss Veronica, uh, Morning Joe's got the list here, so we'll, do, we'll, we'll play some Let's more. Start. So how about this? Will be This is the number five worst song of the 70s as ranked by Rolling Stone magazine, The Captain and Toniel. Tenniel, I guess it is. Muskrat, muskrat, no, candlelight. Yeah. Doing the town and doing it right in the evening. It's pretty pleasing. Well, the writing here on this article from Rolling Stone says a captain and Toniel clearly deserve a spot on the list, but didn't go far enough with the obvious choice they write here Love Will Keep Us Together or Do That To Me One More Time. No, you wisely went, it writes here, with Muskrat Love, by far their hit that's aged the worst. The song, originally called Muskrat Candlelight, was written by obscure country rock artist Willis Ramsey in 1972. America covered it in, America covered it in, in 73. Then Captain and Tennille cut their own version in 76. The song is not some sort of analogy. It's about actual muskrats falling in love. They played it at the White House in 1976 when Queen Elizabeth came for a visit. It's unclear why the Ford administration thought that was a good idea. If they came a year later, Jimmy Carter would have probably pulled in a better act. Anyway, the Captain and Tennille rarely performed together these days. They were still uh, happily married. Oh, well, he's dead. Oh, well, that's They're right. But dead. They, they were happily married. Well, again, this list came out in, uh, I don't even well, some time ago. Uh, he's Well, that's why they're happily married, because he's no longer around to take her crap. Oh, sorry. Uh, they're one of the few pop duos in history to actually have a long-lasting personal relationship. And, of course, it's all over now. So there you go. Anyway, we'll maybe we'll play some more later on. Uh, 426 for the camera, Pete and Flounder. Okay, there's kind of a goofy section here, if you don't mind. And, again, our number, if you'd like to join us. And we love phone calls, 404 Oh, Morning Joe's got a couple of comedy, got a comedy bit later. Maybe we'll do a comedy bit, too. Coming yeah. up. Okay, we'll do that shortly. Uh, there's a viral trend suggesting that with three ingredients, people may be able to get the best night sleep 
of your life. It's called the Sleepy Girl Mocktail. 58 million hashtag views on TikTok. Generally, Sleepy Girl Mocktails are mocktails designed to promote relaxation and sleep, according to a psychologist sleep specialist. The drinks include ingredients like tart cherry juice, which contains melatonin, uh, magnus, what the hell? Magnus magnesium. Mag, oh, magnesium. magnesium. Oh, my God, I put an X on yeah. there. My, magnesium uh, for muscle relaxation and prebiotic sodas for a soothing effect. Uh, this guy's a sleep health expert. Women have been appearing on TikTok showing themselves drinking this concoction at dinner or right before bed. Uh, magnesium is supposed to reduce relax, induce relaxation and calmness. Tart cherry juice contains melatonin, help you regulate sleep patterns. And the use of a prebiotic soda, I don't, I don't know, it doesn't describe what that is, but it says whatever a prebiotic soda is, comes from a growing popularity of gut-healthy beverages, understanding the connection between gut health and sleep. Prebiotics are compounds typically found in plants that stimulate good bacteria in the gut and helping the anti-inflammatory response, regulating your movements and uh, affecting moods. Uh, the ingredients improve sleep. People willing to put it to the test. Uh, sleepy, com- but again, it doesn't say what it is. So uh, now it says calming things like chamomile tea and lavender are helpful. A cup of warm milk with honey, bananas and almonds have uh, and tart cherries have compounds similar to melatonin. Other foods like fatty fish, whole grains, dairy. Well, this is nonsense. But it does. Okay, if if you have the mel- the sleepy girl mocktail, what the hell's in it? Hold it up to me and tell me what the hell's in it. They said what's in it. Well, yeah, but from what? Oh, so tart, tart cherry juice, and then what is a biomic uh, a drink, a, pre- a prebiotic soda? What the hell is that? Probiotic. It's, it's a brand called Olipop, O-L-I-P-O-P, and it's their lemon-lime flavor. All right, well, it doesn't say that in here. So if I was going to look at the girl's drink and what, ask me what's in there, I'd say, I don't know. So now we know it's some, some pre you got to go look for the name of this thing. And, and what a bunch of crap. Give me a break. <laughs> Well, anyway, 58 million views. Oh, yeah, I'll try that. Again, social media. It's your freaking phone. It's your freaking phone. I, I, I'm telling you, it's last. It's, it's yesterday's cigarettes. It's just, it's just unbelievable. Oh, oh, look at this. My phone says, oh, wow, this would be great. Well, we, can, we can do this, and then everybody's going to be happy, and we'll drink stuff and go to sleep early. I thought that's what Rohypnol was for. <laughs> you know what's amazing? The world is not fair. Uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, uh, you're trying to get a girl to go out with you. How come some girl never puts something in my drink at the bar? I mean, it's just not right. Uh, 4:30. Can repeat and find morning drink for flowers. It just isn't wrong. It's a riot. It's not right, America. Put something in my drink. Driving it. Are they all dead now? Is one still alive? I think one might still be alive. I think we got one left. Uh, They had the worst teeth. They they had Kennedy teeth. The Kennedy family teeth were the, oh, God. And the Bee Gees had those poor poor bastards. Anyway, uh, quite a rock group. 1975, the Bee Gees began recording Jive Talkin', which became their second U.S. chart topper. And number five, British hit. Barry Gibbs' inspiration for the song came when his wife commented on the sound their car made crossing a bridge over Biscayne Bay into Miami. She noted, it's our drive talking. 
So he came up with jive talking. I don't know. That's what he says. Could you do that song today? Uh, a song called Jive Jive Talkin uh, Jive Turkey? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I doubt it. Uh, let's see. Our birthday list includes Phil Collins, 73 years old today. Uh, uh, in the air tonight, against all odds, another day in paradise, easy lover, so, 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 so studio. He got Grammys for Two Hearts and the Tarzan soundtrack. It has an Oscar for the Tarzan song, You'll Be In My Heart. I have the You'll Be In My Heart on my music stick. Uh, it's, a very, it's a beautiful song. Of course song. you do. Well, of course I do, because I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. You're gay. Uh, I'm a little gay. could be a little gay. <laughs> well, I'm a little gay boy. Well, you I was know, young. I needed money. <laughs> you know, back in the 70s, there were bodies everywhere. There could have been a guy in there. I mean, who's supposed to know? You know, you got like 8, 10, 15 people rolling around together in a room. And what, <laughs> it could have been a guy in the middle of it. I, you know, what the hell? Did you look up? Who's Peter? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he wearing shoes. <laughs> 435. Oh, by the way, our 4 o'clock hour is brought to you by our good friends, uh, Jeff and Mark and the gang at Atlanta Safe House. You need a safe. If you don't know it, I'm telling you, you need a safe. Don't be like the Kimmer when I didn't bring one down to Florida, lost my medical records, and the VA says, go screw yourself. Believe me, get a safe and get it at atlantasafehouse.com. So there you are. Uh, 435. Uh, oh, and more reactions. I posted a little thing on Facebook and YouTube. YouTube of me and my uh, air supply song because there's a chord there and a, and a uh, harmony section of the chord that just makes me go nuts. I just love it and I play it over and over and over and I put it on the radio or on the Facebook from the radio in my car and Esther says, love it. Tom says, don't change a thing. Tracy says, air supply, uh, one of my many Chastain Park concerts. Love them. Uh, she also writes, uh, Christopher Cross, Sailing and Ride Like the Wind. I don't like those two songs, but I'm glad you do. Uh, and then Jeff says, I was eating while you were singing and got choked, and it cut off my air supply. Oh, sorry. <sighs> okay, uh, please. Uh, we are paid professionals. Please do not try this at home. Uh, 436 uh, with the camera, Pete and Flounder here with, uh, and by the way, you have a, we have a game coming up with uh, Pete Davis, and we also have Pete's tweets, and we also have a Flounder's Funny. That's a, normally, <laughs> here's the morning show. Do we have a Flounder's Funny ready to go, or do you have to find one? <laughs> there we go. It's going to take a second. I'll, I'll our, get it. I'll get it. Our communications <laughs> things here are not, are not what they normally would be, only because uh, Morning Joe is willing to work two shifts today uh, to fill in because uh, Flounder's taking care of Miss Veronica. I got one if you want one. Fun. Yeah, let's do a little Flounder's Funny right, right. here. Why not? This is let's Dusty Slay. Dusty Slay, I like it. Here we go. Here's I used to be a big drinker. I had to quit drinking because I used to black out all the time, you know, and nothing good ever happens when you black out. No one's ever like, man, you blacked out last night, but I appreciate you helping with those taxes. Yeah. <laughs> I used to send a lot of drunk texts. I was always drunk texting people, ruining friendships, relationships, and I always wanted them to invent a cell phone breathalyzer, you know? That way when you're leaving that bar at 2 a.m., looking to text that ex-girlfriend you vowed to never text again, you just blow in there, you go, <laughs> it goes, uh-uh. Not tonight. You're way too drunk for that. You just get in your car and drive home. Because <laughs> in Tennessee, they say buzz driving is drunk driving. So if you're going to do it, get drunk. You know what I mean? At least that way you can sleep when you get to jail. That's... I always say if you can get arrested for four beers, why not have 14? You know what I mean? I used to drink and drive a lot. I'm not bragging about it. I mean, I was good at it, but I'm not bragging about it. Back when I was drinking, there was no Uber, no Lyft. Cabs weren't reliable, so if you wanted to drink, you had to just drive, you know? Sometimes we'd get a designated driver, but that didn't mean they weren't going to drink, right? That just meant you had someone that was willing to risk it, right? <laughs> 
I'm not sure drunk driving jokes are probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it works. So right. real hot this time these days, but what the hell? And what, who's that guy's name again? Dusty yeah. Slay. There you go. Uh, 438 with the Kiver Pete and Flounder. Four, here's the number, 404-741-1230. Stuff is in the news. The Mayorkas business and the GOP allegations of the uh, impeachment vote against him. Uh, that slimy uh, liar... Uh, Corey Bush uh, got caught. Uh, she's being investigated because she paid her husband uh, like $100,000 to be her security chief or something when he doesn't even have a security rating of any kind. Um, also, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, somebody is saying that uh, Justice Sotomayor should leave the court. Uh, I don't know what this is just in here. Let me see if I can should step down. Apparently, uh, let's see, uh, podcast and journalist host Josh Barrow uh, said he is surprised that Justice Sonia, Sonia Sotomayor hasn't retired because of the balance of the court. It would be a good time for her to step down. Uh, recent comments about living in frustration. And, uh, and so he's saying uh, strategically, description of what her day is like, surprising given what she describes her state. Da, 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 da. She's eight, uh, 69 years old. She's been on the court 15 years. Uh, it's possible Democrats lose control of the Senate in the next election. Who knows how long it'll take before the next opportunity. So they're saying she should uh, step down and get somebody else in her place. Well, and again, this whole thing, well, for, you know, again, because of the United States Senate, it's a good thing. They're going to they're going to impeach uh, uh, the little slimy little uh, pimp Mayorkas, uh, the border control guy, because he's a liar and a freaking fraud and a phony. Uh, they're going to impeach him. But it won't make a damn bit of difference because uh, the Senate is all liberal thanks to Georgia. The Georgia, uh, the, the Georgia two senators are both socialists, leftist socialists. Now, why isn't this damn thing working? Oh, there we go. No, now, come on, iPad. Now, I'm trying to swipe my freaking iPad, and it's not swiping. What the hell? I mean, look at this. I'm trying to swipe it to open it up, and it's not doing it. You're doing it too hard. Well, I'll do it very... No, I'm doing it so slowly now. This is unbelievable. It's not, it's not taking my finger. It's not moving. Yeah, sometimes the... it freezes a little, so turn it on, turn it off back on. Yeah, for God's sake. I'm, now I won't even turn off. I, can't, I literally will not. I'm, I'm pressing the on-off button, and it's not turning off. So it's frozen. Well, Joe it's not can doing look anything. at it during the break. Joe can look at it during the break. What the there. hell? Anyway, well, unplug it. I don't get it. I, I did. Experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> stand <by>. Please stand <laughs> by. God, now you're not old enough to remember when that would flash on your TV screen all the time on the black and white TVs. It would say we're experiencing technical difficulties. It would have the and you know this test pattern. Oh Lord, and you have to go have somebody stand with the antenna, the rabbit ear antenna, or go up on the roof. Anyway, uh, 441 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder. Why isn't that working? I, I'm, this is very aggravating. There it goes. Hold on. There we go. All right, I'm back. Now it says ads, an ad by Google. Oh, there we are. God. Anyway, so Mayorkas is going to be impeached in the House, but the Senate's going to say forget it. So it's all nonsense. It's all just political, and, and the problem is I, I still think they should do it, uh, even though they found innocent, because they've been, you know, they did it to Trump, so we need to make impeachment meaningless. We need to impeach everybody. We need to impeach every possible person we can impeach so that it becomes meaningless. So Donald Trump is no longer the only president of Trump's chef. Uh, it'll be everybody got impeached. It was, a, it was a time in American history when they look back 100 years saying, man, those people were nuts. That, that political yeah. Democrat stuff was crazy. And they'll, they'll say, man, they'll mock us. They will, the last four years, they will, the last six years, actually the last eight years by Trump and then what's happened here, they will mock us for what happened over this period of time. Oh, they're going to mock us for the geriatrics we have running the show. Yeah. Yeah. No question about it.
And we will uh, later on, we'll play some more comments from uh, the, uh, the president's slime bag calling the family of the soldier um, killed in Jordan a couple of days ago. Uh, 442. Okay, here's, I've been, I've been, uh, we had a, a game with Pete Davis to come up here a little bit later on. We'll do that a little bit later on. Uh, but first, I mentioned this the other day, and there's an expert weighing in here now on, quote, how long sex is supposed to last. Okay, now. A little advice or warning. We're not going to get dirty. We're not going to get bawdy. We're not going to get locker room guy stuff. But we are going to talk about making love. And I will uh, words I will use which will, will not be offensive to anybody. But we're going to talk about adults making love. And uh, so there you are. Whether you li- If you don't like it, then don't listen. Uh, here we go. Relationship Rehab. A weekly column with a sexologist named Isaiah McKimmy. And here's the question. How long is sex supposed to last? Guy says, I'm single. I've had a lot of uh, partners. And as I get older, I'd say the sessions are getting shorter. I thought this was because I, uh, because I had improved my technique and knew what I was doing. <laughs> but recently he said, I, <laughs> I'm so okay. good at it. Delusion. It only takes a minute and a half and she's ready to leave. Delusional. <laughs> yeah. Delusional. Sure, buddy. You're so good. <laughs> a minute and a half later, she's ready to go home. Uh, he said, uh, yeah. He says, however, I recently had a fling and she told me that she'd like sex to be longer. I wasn't sure if she meant foreplay or the whole big time Charlie. So now he says, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not, you know, taking enough time. Well, here's the answer. This guy says the short answer, of course, is how long it's supposed to last, is as long as everybody participating wants it to last, but women usually prefer increased time in foreplay. It takes women uh, more time to fully prepare for the big time Charlie. Uh, and so uh, to make sure their pleasure is enhanced, uh, you want to take your time. Uh, he said the sexologist recommendation is that couples spend at least 20 minutes in foreplay before uh, going trying to go big time Charlie. But many women tell me, he says, they wish it were longer. Wow. And many women need direct uh, what often happens uh, during what we consider foreplay rather than uh, the big time Charlie. And women uh, use that direct stimulation during foreplay, uh, you know, and that doesn't benefit just the women. It also reports men feeling greater pleasure when they spend longer time in foreplay as well. The average duration of the big time Charlie once you get to Big Time Charlie, the average duration for Big Time Charlie is five to seven minutes. And, of course, there are all kinds of exceptions. Uh, you can't go making a rigid assumption and so forth. Uh, we tend to have ideas that sex should be- begin with foreplay, go to Big Time Charlie, and then end with both... Uh, uh, end w- okay, uh, let's see, an adult... Uh, end with both partners uh, experiencing uh, origami. Okay? So if you're a fan of origami, the Japanese uh, paper and uh, folding thing, uh, the, the, the normal idea is that you uh, start with foreplay, then go to Big Time Charlie, and then both of you experience origami uh, together. Well, that's not often normal. Uh, The best thing to find out is uh, talk to your partner and ask what's going on. And uh, again, the key is foreplay and more time. It's for the lady. The key is for one of them to get up and leave immediately after. Right. That's (laughs) right. 
That's why you is what you're paying. That's for. why you pay professionals. You don't pay her for the sex. You pay her to go home. Uh, Four forty-six. <laughs> with a <laughs> with a Kipper Pete and Morning Joe for a flounder. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> Oh boy, look out. Yeah. Ten before five. Holy crap, it's sports coming up in about 25 minutes or so. Da -da 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 -da. This is Kiss. Here we go. 1973. After changing their name from Wicked Lester, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Ace Freely, and Peter Chris made their first appearance as Kiss. At the Popcorn Club in Queens in 1973. Used to be Wicked Lester. I don't know where that, I wonder where that name came from. Why they picked Wicked Lester, kind of weird. Uh, let's see, our birthday list includes Christian Bale, who's 50 years old. And by the way, talk about irony, Christian Bale played Dick Cheney in the TV, or in the movie Vice. And Dick Cheney's birthday is also today. Dick Cheney's 82, and Christian Bale, who played him, is 50. Share the same birthday. And despite Christian Bale being well-known for his anger issues, uh, they say here he's an awesome guy, visited victims in the Dark Knight Rises shooting in Aurora, Colorado. He had flown a four-year-old cancer patient and his family to Disneyland to spend the day with his own family and placed a nine-minute call to an eight-year-old leukemia patient, Christian Bale, 50 years old today. He'd been in a lot of good movies. Uh, i got to say that for the guy can freaking act. And on this day in history, in 1972, Northern Ireland, British soldiers shot and killed 13 Roman Catholic civil rights marchers, known as Bloody Sunday, 1972. 404-741-1230, uh, 741-1230, 452 with a camera, Pete and Flounder. We have a game to play. Uh, Pete Davis, you have a game? <clears throat> Yeah, you want to play a game? Uh, you want to play a game? Is this a morning show also? Fill in for Flounder. Can play the game, too? Is this all of us, or what's the deal? Broadway Joe can, can indeed play if he likes. Right. Here's a yeah, game. He's up to it. And I know our audience is going to just enjoy the hell out of this, too, because it's part for everybody. can all play it at home. All right. Uh, Kimmer, name me a state. Any state. Mississippi, because that's where you came from. Mississippi. Okay. You have four choices here. <laughs> all right. Okay. To answer this question. Okay. Does the state of Mississippi flag have toes? Toes? No. T-O-E-S, toes. The, no. Your answers could be yes. No. Yes, no. but they are animal toes. Oh. They are blocked by shoes or no, and you say no. I say no. I, animal toes, I don't know about them. I'm trying to think of the flag. Isn't that a magnolia, a, a bush or something on their flag? Yeah, they've, they changed it to a magnolia, and last the... time I checked, magnolia. Yeah. Magnolias do not have toes. Yeah. You are absolutely correct, uh, sir. Da, 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 da. Uh, thank you. All uh, right. Uh, Joe, name me a state. Uh, Alaska. Whoa. Alaska. Okay. Does Alaska state flag have toes, animals toes, <laughs> blocked by shoes toes, or no toes at oh, all? I know the answer to this one. Toes. I don't know. You think they have toes? Uh, well, no, you don't know? You're just guessing? I'm just guessing. Okay. Well, I, of course, I, the state flag of Alaska, not a lot of people may know that. I, being old, have seen it over the many years, so I remember it. Pete Davis, I'll bet you remember yeah. the Alaska flag, too, don't you? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> toes. Why not? Yeah, Let's why see. Not? Toes? All right, what, go ahead. What do you say, Kimmer? Uh, no, I, 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 this is a, a morning show. You don't want to help me? Oh, well, Can I, I call say, a friend? I say toes. 
Toes? Yeah. Okay, toes. The answer is no. There are no toes oh. on the Alaska flag. I thought it was a right, bear. Camera. I thought uh, it was a bear. No, a bear is what I have behind me, the California Republic. Oh, that's uh, what I was looking at. On a yeah. pizza camera at, at the mountains of Macon, he's got the a, a, a Banana Republic of California with a bear on it. Oh, yeah. I was totally <laughs> mistaken. Grizzly. Well, what's the Alaska flag bear. look like? I, I have no clue. Well, what you should Alaska have the picture of it like. there to tell us what, how we went It's a big Eskimo wrong. freezing somewhere ah. in an igloo. I don't know. Oh, it's a polar it's bear. It's the Big Dipper. Yeah. <laughs> with the North Star. Yeah, yeah, that's it all is. it is. It's oh, the is Big Dipper. I'll be damned. Yeah. Well, there that's what it is. So no toes on the Big Dipper there. Uh, unless you're dipping it in the water. Kimmer, name me yes. a state. Um, how about uh, Georgia? Maybe we know something. Georgia, what do you think? Toes, no toes, animal toes, or blocked by shoes toes? Uh, no, I'm trying to think of the Georgia flag. I think we I have a Georgia flag in this room. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I no don't cheating. think so. I don't think there's toe. I'm, I'm trying to. No toes. No toes. Huh? Uh, Joe, what do you? You, you got, are I'm, wrong, sir. I'm going toes covered by shoes. Uh oh. That's right. They are. They're little militia a, man. Revolutionary has, has guy. Shoes on. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I did. Oh, I That's lose. That's right. I'm, I'm. It's over. All right, Joe. Uh, name a state. Minnesota. Minnesota. What do you think? Shoes? No shoes? No shoes. No Go toes. On. I think that's Kimmer, all lakes. Think? Yeah, I don't think toes either. I think it's all uh, like lakes. It's Somalian Minnesota. Now. Yeah. Now, did Minnesota just? Oh, they just changed it and, and they added. It? Yeah. They added the Somalian colors oh, to the Omar, flag. She made it the, yeah, uh, the Somali yellow and flag. blue or whatever the Somalian well, flag colors. Yeah. The old one was actually pretty incorrect. It had showed a white farmer looking over his shoulder as a savage, bare-chested Indian rode in on a horse with a <laughs> rifle in, his, in the air. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty, yeah. There were lots of toes. Let's put it that way. Lots of toes on the Minnesota flag. Uh, there were horse toes. There were Indian toes. Oh and there were my. white man toes. Yeah, but not all anymore. Do they take them all out and just add, change the color? I think, I think they, they took out they, the, the, yeah. the character. It reminds me of uh, Parks and Recreation, the TV show, the famous TV show, where they showed the picture of the uh, the original poster of the town was of them shooting a, an Indian in the belly with a cannon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from like three inches away. <laughs> Not a very good idea. All right, anyway, Kimmer, your turn. Yeah. Uh, what state do oh, you want to try well, let's for do, this Well, uh, let's do uh, Ohio. It's a mid mid. Uh, Midwest. Oh, hi. Well, what do you think? Um, toes? No toes? Shoes or God. animal toes? Wow. Uh, I'm going to say no toes. I don't. I can't think of a... I, I actually know that it, it's that circle with the white stars and everything in it. Uh, uh, it's kind of a thing. You are correct, sir. There uh, are no toes uh, now we're on the Ohio that. flag. That's one out of five. The only flag that's it's not a rectangle. Uh, oh, really? That's right. It's I a didn't... pennant, isn't it? Yes, it is. That, I'll be damned. It's triangle. Or, it's a, yeah. It's got a little indent. Uh, wow. Cool. All right. So Joe's turn here for the state. Sure. Why not? South Carolina. No toes. South, no toes. Why would you say that? Because he's Cause got it on Palmetto. his computer screen. No. <laughs> you son of a liar. <laughs> I know. I actually, liar. He yeah, does. He's lying. I'm lying. I'm it's the it Palmetto it's tree. The Palmetto state a tree. And a crescent moon. bush or whatever and it is. It's yeah. a, it's a beautiful state flag, actually. It's yeah. the crescent moon and the, and the uh, palmetto. I had one in my college dorm room. 
I have uh, a T-shirt. Where did you go to college? That's pretty cool. South Carolina, my freshman well, year. There you are. Transferred to Kennesaw. Well, hey, that's pretty. Oh, that's excellent. pretty ballsy to actually call that a college, but we'll keep. Well, now you know he did go to Kennesaw, so he made up for it by coming to Georgia. So that's, that's <laughs> then I nice. dropped out and came here. <laughs> well, even better. <laughs> Who needs college? <laughs> In fact, there there are only let's see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven states that have toes. On their flag, just pure toes. No, no shoes, no animals, nothing like that. So huh? That's pretty, who, just say who yeah. they are. We'll try to Idaho, Minnesota used to. New York, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Virginia, and Florida. I think Massachusetts has the Minuteman, don't they? Isn't that the revolutionary guy? Maybe. I, yeah, I it says here man, they have. Oh, they do have toes. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. So. Those yeah. are the ones who do have toes. Ah, I, I got it backwards. Excellent. Well, there you are. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, the representative, uh, Claudia Tenney, Republican from New York, Congresswoman, has now nominated Donald Trump for the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Instrumental in facilitating the first new peace agreements in the Middle East in almost 30 years. Uh, the Nobel Prize acknowledged a peace accord between Israel and Egypt in 1978. But there has been no recognition of Trump's role in brokering an agreement between Israel and the four Arab neighbors aimed at normalizing diplomatic and economic relations between the nations. Remember that? The Abraham Accords. Huge. Yeah. And he's been put in before, and they've, uh, they've, they've of course, no deal for Donald Trump because yeah. it's political. You remember that Jimmy Carter got the, the uh, or no, I, I was a, a, a putty tat. Or no, Jimmy Carter got the, uh, got the Nobel Peace Prize as, as a stick-it-in-your-face thumb thing for political reasons, strictly political reasons. Oh, no, 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 big no that was Obama. No, that was it. Obama. Obama, Obama got the Nobel Peace Prize to rub it in your nose of the Republicans. And, and they admitted it. The guy admitted it. The Nobel Prize Committee admitted it. They did it to, to thumb their nose at the Republican uh, Party and their, our candidate. When Putty Tech out. All right, it's coming up on 5 o'clock. Holy crap, it's sports coming up. Another Flounders funny standing by. And uh, Pete's tweets. And the latest on presidential slime bag. The disgrace of America standing by with the Kimmer Pete and Morning Joe for Flounder today. Uh, 106.3. Have you thought about securing your hard-earned assets? Do you have concerns about the future? Protecting assets is crucial, and that's where Nelson Elder Care Law excels. As a family-owned and family-focused firm, we provide absolute assurance and peace of mind through our trademarked Absolute Protection Trust, tailored services in estate planning, probate administration, Medicaid crisis solutions, guardianship and conservatorship. Our goal is to exceed your expectations and empower informed decisions. Visit NelsonElderCareLaw.com for asset protection and peace of mind. Right now, American heroes are in some of the most dangerous places on Earth, risking their lives to protect our freedom. But there are a forgotten group of heroes here at home. They face fear, loneliness, and despair, the ever-present threat of losing a loved one. These are the brave sons and daughters of the U.S. military, and they are heroes too. American Bible Society brings the hope and comfort of God's Word to the kids that need it most. Honor a hero and donate today at AmericanBible.org slash hero.
It's only me. It's only the giver. With Pete Davis and Morning Joe filling in for Flounder, the mechanical mangler. He's taking care of his lady this afternoon. They both have kind of a stomach virus thing or maybe food poisoning. So they're... Uh, well, engulfed in each other's arms, I'm guessing right now. <laughs> I wonder if they're having a farting contest. <laughs> it might be hysterical. Anyway, 504-504. Give her Pete and uh, Morning Joe for Flounder for today. Also, we'll have more. We're going to do more of the uh, worst songs of the 70s coming up a little later. We have a Flounder's Funny. Uh, and the latest on the news, uh, President Slimebag. The uh, disgrace of America uh, did call the family of the Waycross, Georgia soldier uh, killed in Lebanon, along with two others. Yeah, all three soldiers from Georgia. We'll talk about that. You'll hear the sound of that coming up a little bit later uh, shortly as well. Uh, and repeating uh, the of the Joy Reid and the business, the podium, uh, the whole deal. We'll talk about all that stuff and what's going on. Also, Newt Gingrich now says people should be opposing the stupid sellout border bill. He claims the Senate's going to sell out. We knew this was going to happen. They're going to they're going to make a border bill. The Republicans are going to cave, uh, and then the president uh, scumbag and say, well, we solved the border issue. By golly, you should vote to keep us in office. This is unbelievable. Uh, that's coming up. That's where it's coming up. Also, uh, well, we got all kinds of things on the Mayorkas impeachment and uh, actual uh, newsy stuff. And by, by the way, this is going to be kind of funny. There a couple of news stories coming in. In fact, speaking of politics, we'll do the second one first. Ron DeSantis is now demanding that Elon Omar get thrown out of Congress and deported. She had a speech declaring she is Somalia first. Yeah. Uh, and calls intensified now for her to resign from Congress, saying she puts Somalia's interest above all else. Ron DeSantis says she's going a step further, demanding she is deported and stripped of her citizenship. Isn't she the one who was banging her brother, pretending to be married so she could get here in the first place from Somalia? And then she, and, and she gets over here from freaking Somalia and bashes America. <laughs> the mm-hmm. balls on this woman. Uh, so, uh, DeSantis' sentiments are the most severe so far. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene called her a terrorist sympathizer. Donald Trump Jr. lamenting that the U.S. isn't even in the top three of her priorities. Right. Uh, she declared she is Somalia first, expel her from Congress, denaturalize and deport her, according to DeSantis. Uh, she's a member of the squad, the progressive lawmakers in the House who emigrated from Somalia in 1995. She said her home country is her top priority. Her second priority, according to her translation of her remarks, is Islam. Uh, and I'm here scrolling down here. You know, uh, Elon Omar says stuff like, oh, well, I'm Somali first, Muslim next. We're going to make sure Somalia is heard. Uh, yet she feels like it's coming from so much of Congress. Anyway, on and on and on. So, so Ron DeSantis says she ought to be uh, deported and stripped of her citizenship and thrown out of freaking Congress. Now, here's another brand new story. This just came in here, too, and this is going to be a little funny. Uh, we're going to ask Neil Bortz about this when we talk to him Thursday. Again, if you just joined us, I mentioned earlier. We're going to do, once a week, we're going to be talking to Neil Bortz. Now, since he's traveling and driving all over the place in his little bus action, uh, mobile home on wheels, basically, uh, we will be talking when he's available. This week, he'll be available Thursday at 4 p.m., so we'll be talking to Neil Bortz at 4 p.m., just kind of see what's going on, chatting, uh, listening to the news, stuff like that. And we know that Neil, in fact, he's doing commercials for his CPAP. Neil says he's been using a CPAP breathing um, uh, anti-sleep apnea control device machine for like 20 years. Or something. Well, guess what? Just in, uh, the company named Philips 
is now going to halt the sales of their sleep apnea machines amid fears they can cause cancer. The machines amid fears causing a link to cancer. The, uh, in 2021, the company's CPAP machines used to treat the sleeping disorder were found to be blowing gas and foam into users' airways as they slept, putting them at increased risk of tumors. The discovery led the company recalling more than 5 million machines, but attempts to repair and replace them have been dragging on. So now the company says it has agreed to deal with the Food and Drug Administration and the Justice Department, stipulating the company will continue servicing existing machines, but suspend new sales until specific conditions are met. 30 million Americans have sleep apnea. Pauses in breathing or choking for air during sleep. Only about 6 million have gotten a diagnosis. 5 million have used the CPAP. Uh, it's often associated with snoring and sudden gas for air. But continuous positive airway pressure like CPAP machines are an effective way to combat the condition causing sufferers to really stop breathing. I, I guarantee you I have that issue. If I, One of my favorite ways to sleep, well, anyway, the, the bottom line on the story is that CPAP is no longer selling its machines until further notice, but they still will fix them for you if you have one. Uh, they're they're, they're going to try to fix it so it works better than it's supposed to work. And I guarantee you that I have uh, that apnea business. My, one of my favorite positions when I get into bed after I've read, I do my reading every night and stuff. And then I get into bed. No, never mind. Uh, I get into bed. I know. And I pull the covers over me. And I I lay on my back. And I put my left arm, my left forearm over my forehead. I lay back. I put my arm over my forehead. Lay back. And that's how I would love to go to sleep. But I can't because I will wake up choking to death like I'm drowning. And I think that's sleep apnea. Honestly, if I sleep on my back, when I fall asleep, I will wake up gasping for breath, choking and gasping with bile in my throat and feel like I'm drowning. And it's, it scares the crap out of me. And that's how you die. That's how if you and I've had a heart attack. I have a I have a, a, a pace thing. I have an ICD, a, a chest implant. Uh, and they say that's how people die from sleep apnea is that they don't get their breath and their heart stops. Hmm. So I don't sleep on my back. I sleep on my side. I sleep on my left side and then I switch to my right side all night long. I could never sleep on my back. Could never do it. Uh, I used to sleep on my stomach uh, with my arms oh. under my pillow, hugging my pillow under my chin. Oh, God. I Are you a baby? I'm kind of a baby. <laughs> I mean, now, that's my, that was my favorite way to sleep. I can't do it anymore because it hurts your back. It, 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 it's strained yeah, on it your does. back. I go on my side with my arm over my eyes. Yeah, that, yeah that, I'm a side sleeper I, yeah. every, every, I, I, uh, from side to side. I wish I could sleep on my back, but I can't. Anyway, sleep apnea, the CPAP machines are no longer being sold. Till further notice. Well, just one brand. One brand. The CPAP brand. Yeah, the, this company. The Philips. On, the Phillips, Phillips company. Yeah. yeah. Phillips holding machines of CPAP. Now, so I, it's, I don't it's know not about all the other CPAP brand. machines. It's I, not I don't, all CPAP I, I, I don't know whether CPAP is the, is the is, CPAP is not a brand. It's a style. Or it's a, I, uh, the style it's the of the thing of that helps the you. the name of the device. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's the Philips CPAP that's not being sold. I don't yeah, know. Phillips. Where, I don't know whether uh, uh, Neil Bortz has a, a Philips CPAP or not, but he's been using a CPAP for 20 years. So we'll ask I don't him think, first. I don't think he, he mentions Philips. I don't think he mentions I don't know. I, I have no idea. 
Anyway, there's a couple of uh, things happening here uh, on uh, 106.3. Also, Marjorie Taylor Greene predicts the Mayorkas impeachment articles will pass the House with not one single Democrat voting to impeach him. They think he's been doing a wonderful job, and they do because he's been doing a wonderful job for them, letting people in. The border was, has never been secure. They let all the people in by claiming they're refugees. And they just change the, you know, the, the documentation and say, come on in, everything's fine. So, obviously, and, and of course, they're going to pass a border bill, and then uh, President Stupidface is going to say, well, we're solving the border issue. Vote for Democrats again this year. I mean, it's all political, and the fix is in. It's the damnedest thing you ever saw. Uh, and disgraceful and uh, despicable. And, by the way, uh, we're going to play. Uh, the, the president did call one of the families uh, who lost their soldier, hero, daughter, and we're go- you're going to hear the president, the, uh, the parents of the uh, slain soldier, Oneida and Sean Sanders. Uh, their daughter was Kennedy Sanders from Waycross, and she was just promoted to sergeant posthumously, along with uh, Specialist Brianna Alexander Moffat, also from Georgia, promoted posthumously to sergeant. And uh, the uh, president's stupid face called the uh, Sanders family from Waycross, and you'll hear part of that. We're not going to play it all because it makes me too mad because it's just an obvious idiot, and he tries to bring his own son into the case, which is crap. They, and by the way, they had to get clearance before he could do it because they were afraid that the family was going to say something bad about him or yell at him or scream at him and blame him and stuff. So they had to make sure that was okay first. More concerned about the politics of it. That whether the if the family had hated his guts and they had warned the Pentagon if he calls me I'm going to tell him he's a scumbag and I hate his guts the president still should have said let me talk to him and I'll take it like a man, but he can't take it like a man because he's not a man. It's a dickless wonder. It's a slime bag. Disgrace. Five thirteen. Kimber Peaton and Flounders fill in for the day morning show and holy crap at sports. Coming up next right here. So that'll be fun. <laughs> and Founders Funny coming up, too. Look out. Uh, uh, by the way, I want to apologize to Steve, who was hanging on the phone, trying to talk to us about a South Carolina flag back when I was there. Uh, sorry, Steve. It was my bad, man. I'm uh, 518. Uh, and now, holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. Uh, this just came in the last hour here. It was a tweet really? from the Southeastern Conference. After 45 years with UGA Athletics, Senior Associate Athletic Director Claude Felton has announced his retirement after nearly wow. half a century. Holy cow. Yeah. Excellent. That's well, congratulations. coming out of Athens yeah. over there. Yeah, ret- that's a long time. Yes, 45 sir. years at one job, man. At one place, yeah. actually. That's pretty cool. Wow. Excellent. Yeah, we'll never see that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> never. Anyway, uh, so I guess they don't have TVs in Pittsburgh after all. Oh, really? Steelers well. head, yeah, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin has lost his senses and is expected to hire former Falcons disgraced head coach Arthur Smith yeah. to run his offense. Offense. The offensive. <laughs> yeah. The offensive yeah. Arthur Smith. Yeah. Hmm. It, constantly amazes me how abject mediocrity is continuously rewarded in corporate America. It's absolutely Wasn't he time after time not using our new star running back or our new star tight end? I mean, come on. You could could use the two of them every play doing a four-yard slant quick quick hit thing. And they'd get four yards every freaking time. I I mean, I I just I don't get it. By the way, speaking of not getting, I watched uh, the ESPN show Get Up with Mike Greenberg. He's got three people on there, Dan Orlovsky, and he had uh, Ryan Clark, 
and Rex Ryan, huh. right? Yeah. All okay. three of those guys defended Dan Campbell's decisions to uh, not punt or not uh, kick a field kick goal, a field but goal. to go for it constantly and for it down. And the point they kept trying to make was, well, they've done this all year. They've done this all year. It's who they are. It was the right decision. And I'm thinking, never look me again in the eye and tell me the NFL is a results-driven league. Yeah. If, it, if the result is a loss... It is not the right decision. If you right. made a decision and you lost, that is the wrong decision. And it just kills me. These guys are friends with these guys. They're ex-teammates or ex-coaches yeah. or something. And they always defend these guys. And only Greenberg stood up and said, now, wait a second. Yeah. Hey, you know, you, you know, even at the end there, when he ran the ball on the goal line, when he should have thrown the yeah. ball, yeah. He, he made them have to take an onside kick, and nobody gets onside yeah. kicks. And those idiots still said, he made the right call. The only one on the other show, Shannon Sharp actually stood up. And for Shannon Sharp to stand up and be the, the yeah. smart guy in the room, yeah. look out. He stood up and said, wait a minute. Yeah, they've done this all year, the Detroit Lions. Did they ever have a 17-point lead in the NFC title game, though? Yeah, yeah. I could have smelled Yeah, you do way. that in the, yeah. the third game against the Panthers. Yeah, you do that. You don't do that in the NFC title game when you're up by 14 and can be up by three scores. Yeah. Three scores. That's the and they all kept saying it was the right decision. If you lose, it's not the right decision. Well, it's, it's, a, it's easy to say, well, it, it was the right decision, but it didn't turn out the right way. Well, then it wasn't the right decision. You, you made the right wrong call. <laughs> It, it just kills me. Yeah. Anyway, Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson says he is staying in Detroit and not taking the head coaching gigs in either Washington, D.C. or Seattle. And that's his version. The <laughs> teams say the 37-year-old wants too much money. And the commanders are not amused at all, claiming Johnson did not tell them until they were on their plane to Detroit to meet with them. Whoa. Tell them how yeah, much he wanted, you mean? Well, basically saying he wasn't going to uh, take the job wow. or talk to him about the job. Oh, and my. that's not how you conduct interviews, no, I don't believe. They're so going to remember that in the future. Yeah. yeah, they will. Yeah. Some teams will remember that. Uh, heavens to Betsy. According to Betsy, a supercomputer offering predictions for Action Network, mm. the 49ers have a roughly two-point edge over the defending champion Chiefs. And what more, Betsy is giving the Niners a 56% win probability. The 49ers open up a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Vegas. I don't understand that. No, I don't Unless they're counting either. in the – the Kansas City has lost one of their big pass rushers. He won't play. So maybe they're factoring that into it because, frankly, I think Kansas City should be favored. Yeah, I would think so. Just, well, per, again, Purdy, you know, pulled it out. But the fact that matters, he's still yeah. a young quarterback, yeah. and he's going up in the Super Bowl. So, okay. you know, yeah. yeah. He pulled it out against the Detroit Lions young team that had yeah. never been there. Right. You yeah. think that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to fold yeah, like no. the Lions that's, did in that's the second what I mean. half? Yeah, uh, this is a whole different ball game now. So I, I agree. You're right. Uh, the Falcons hired former Rams assistant Zach Robinson as their new OC and former Rams assistant and Washington Huskies head coach Jimmy Lake as their new D.C. And have kept special teams coordinator Marquise Williams from the previous administration. I was talking with a friend of mine earlier, and he says, well, maybe they need to, you know, these young guys to get a hold of these players, maybe shake them by the collar every once in a while. Yeah. I said, well, that's what Jimmy Lake did at Washington, and they fired him for yeah. it. So. <laughs> yeah. You can't, I don't think you can control. I think the locker room is, is whatever it turns out to be, and I don't know that there's a lot of strong leaders to snap them out of the, you know, the egos on these players these oh, days. Really outrageous. Please. Every Let, time every time they make a freaking tackle, they got to do a, a happy dance, you know, jump around in the air. I mean, you made your, you did your job. God. Right. I mean, I, I would have been thrown off the team if I had, you know, jumped up and down because I made a tackle. 
<laughs> you know, or broke a tackle run. I mean, it's unbelievable. I don't know. I These don't are like different it. times. I don't like it. And you sure you surely wouldn't be on the sidelines laughing after dropping a fourth uh, oh, down uh, catch. Uh, when too. you told me that, I didn't see that. That's outrageous. Cost them the game, yeah. basically. Or anyway. Yeah. The volunteers are under the scrutiny of the NCAA again. I don't know why they don't set up a field office there in Knoxville. <laughs> this time for supposed major violations of the NIL with a big-time recruit quarterback whose name I will not even try and pronounce. Mm. I didn't think this could happen in the new Wild West of name, image, and likeness, but obviously Tennessee may have done something so egregious, even the NCAA has seen it from afar. I wonder so. if it's just we'll a see. bidding war. I mean, I, I guess somebody's making a phone call to see if you can outbid what they just offered me kind of deal. But they're all doing it now. Yeah. Ohio State is, is yeah. paid. I know they paid over $13 million for these players. Yeah, that's right. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, if you've been worried about former Alabama head coach Nick Saban since he abruptly retired a few weeks ago, because you remember what happened, the last legendary Bama coach who retired yeah. kind of dropped dead pretty quick. Yes, sir. Uh, don't worry about Nick. The former Crimson Tide head coach spent yesterday golfing with 10-time Grammy-nominated artist Travis Scott and Grammy winner 50 Cent. Oh, my goodness. Playing golf. I'll be done. Yeah. Yeah, they were playing at Reggie Jackson uh, down in uh, Palm City, Florida, for a charity event. Oh, and cool. Nick was sporting the Tide colors, so that's very well, nice that's of him nice. to still, still be loyal. Yes, sir. The Lakers are in town tonight to play the Hawks. Only mm-hmm. question is, will L.A. fans outnumber Atlanta fans? <laughs> yeah, well, probably. We, yeah. And just to rub it in, some more. Mavericks coach Jason Kidd says not only is Luka Doncic better than Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Luka is close to being the new Michael Jordan, which is uh, I don't know about but, that. Uh, yeah. Now, this is after the guy the Hawks traded for Trey Young. Yeah, right. Scored 73 points on them yeah. last yeah, week. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wondered about that. You, can't, you couldn't get the white guy. It was as simple as that. They couldn't, they couldn't draft the white guy. Do you really think that they want? They thought an African American star would be bigger in Atlanta than a, a Slovenian I, or wherever a Slovakian, I think they were, I uh, think East they, European guy. I think I, I could. I, I'm always wrong, so don't take me of anything I'll ever say the rest of my life. But I think they were afraid to get the white guy. I think they. I don't I, think, I think they were afraid. I think they made a business decision. Well, okay, maybe the phrase wrong. Well, I, I, I think it was partly racial. I think they were afraid to make their top pick up. If they had a white guy and a black guy to pick from, I think they were nervous about picking no, the white no, guy. No, no, they picked Atlanta. the white guy, then they traded him. Well, that's they what picked, I mean. I don't think fear, it's, I don't think it had anything to do with fear. I think they sat there and thought, we're going to make more bucks and money okay, well, with I, a black guy yeah. in Atlanta than we are going to okay. have an Eastern European white okay, guy. Okay, well, and, and a business decision with, with a racial uh, segment to it. Clearly, they can make more money with a black guy. Therefore, the black guy would be a better fit right. racially than the white guy. So we're both right. Yeah, more money. Uh, of course, we're always both Thank right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Joe, you didn't there get anything. Go. Stay, there you on, go. stay the hell out yeah, of it. Joe, shut up, Joe. <laughs> stay in your lane, Joe. Joe's trying to get involved in the afternoon show. We already got a guy, you know. <laughs> I don't blame you getting off that freaking morning crew, though. I really don't blame you. Oh, but boy. I'm not going to tell him how you were trying to. Oh, put me on board. I swear to God, put me up here just a part time or anything, you know. But I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to say that. No, I would be wrong. I'll I'm, do anything. I'm sorry. Pete Davis, I'm right? Here. Sorry, your sports. Here we go. By the way, I want to thank all the meteorologists that said we'd have sunny skies all week because it's raining to beat the band right now up here. Oh, my so God. It's sunny in... here right now. It's sunny down it's at the band. Be, right. It's just raining like hell. Really? It's oh, so not supposed to rain today. Thank you once again, meteorologists. Uh, there but, you go. <laughs> uh, Travis Darno was asked which team makes him the angriest to play. And after a few seconds of laughing reflection in which yeah. he looked around, should I say it, should I say it, he replied, of course, the Mets. 
the team that cut him several years ago after an injury. So, of course, this has made the New York tabloids. Oh, boy. But the New York Post actually pointed out that the Mets let Travis go too soon, and he had a point to be mad at yeah, him. That's so, right. Good for them. Yes, indeed. Uh, sad news here. The stolen Jackie Robinson statue from Kansas City has been found in Wichita. Unfortunately, not safe and sound. Busted up and burned beyond repair. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. What the? Uh, th- now, either this is some kind of racial thing going on to, to, about, or I think probably this was some kind of prank, like some, you know, you university you prank. Yeah. yeah, yeah, see what you, and then they panicked and realized, oh my God, they're looking for us. We're going to have to get rid of this. And then they. Tried to yeah, burn but it. you would think that they would take it to some place and make a call, and here's your statue. I mean, why, why would right. they destroy it? Obviously, it was a racial thing, or, or, or you know, it couldn't be an anti-baseball yeah. thing. It was obviously a racial thing about Jackie Robinson. Yeah, uh, there's but, no, there's no possible explanation other than if they were afraid to get caught, give it back. Just tell them to call and say here it is. Frat know. boys, you know, panic or something. Idiots. Now the good news, though, the scu- the bad news is the sculptor is dead. But the good news is, is that a lot of these guys do this. They leave the, the mold. Form. Yeah, the mold. Yeah. So they're going to do it again. It costs fifty thousand dollars. Oh, the they'll way. take somebody. Will take care of that. And our good friend Miller sent me a graphic showing what NFL team countries in Africa will be wearing. Oh. The NFL team that the African countries are going to be cheering on during the Super Bowl. You want to hear? I do. Seems Northern Africa will be pulling for Detroit, while Southern Africa will be for the Ravens. <laughs> okay. Because that's where they sh- they ship all the 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 t-shirts they got printed up. Oh, there you go. Get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they're not going to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I got to give them someplace. South Africa. Oh man, that's just yeah. cold. <laughs> well, they could use that, the that clothes. Is cold. I guess. Anyway, I don't know whether they're all you know uh, super XL double XL in uh, South Africa. It might be more. Where well, the smalls. not Ethiopia. Uh, yeah, they, they got the you know the, the thin. Well, ones. they should move to where the food is. Alright, 5.30 and I got more sports for you too coming up here and, uh, and uh, sports stuff with uh, Pete and uh, Kimmer and Morning Joe for Flounder Day. 5.30 at uh, 106.3 right here. <laughs> uh, this is Kimmer time rock and roll right here. Tonight you're mine completely uh, I used to love this song. You give your love I always wanted a girlfriend. I was always the big brother type. All our prep school girls and all the girls we hung around with. I never really had a girlfriend until I was in college. And I used to hear songs like the Shirelles and wish the heck that I had a little some special lady to dance with on the sock hops. <laughs> oh, my God. What a freaking um, loser. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, ch- ch- Chuck wanted to weigh in on your on that. Oh, okay. Says Kimmer said something about making him happy for eight seconds. <laughs> I thought we were going to get a warning. I thought we were getting a warning before he talked about his love life. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. It was on this day in 1961. The Shirelles became the first all-girl black group to have a number one song on the U.S. chart. With Will You Love Me Tomorrow reached the top. The song peaked at number four in Britain. The Shirelles. Let's play the little Shirelles here for a second there, Joe. Ah, I love this. Man, I love this. 
loved all these girl groups. Our birthday list, uh, Grace Under Fire star Brett Butler, the comedian, not the Ugh. baseball player. Yeah, she can ground to be kind of a mess. Brett Butler, 66 today. And uh, I mentioned uh, earlier, we mentioned uh, Don. Oh, in fact, I've got some more comments on my musical uh, <laughs> thing here from my car. Uh, we mentioned Don Dornberg, uh, our old uh, buddy, uh, used to work with us at the, at the uh, Ordle radio station. Oh, Krimer, a music aficionado. Uh, and on this day in history, 1968, Ted Offensive. The Viet Cong sends suicide squads during their New Year festivities in Vietnam. It would be easier to pull off the surprise attacks pouring in from the Ho Chi Minh Trail, one of the bloodiest times of the war. On this day, it started the Tet Offensive of 68. Despite the slaughter, we won. Uh, and Don, I was, I, that's when I got there. It was uh, just as it's, a couple days after the Tet Offensive started in 68. Don Dornberg was there. He was a dog handler, a security dog handler. Um, and uh, this was the day when it all began. And incidentally, I mean, it was a slaughter. It, it did more damage to the people of America at home. The fact that, uh, you know, the, the Vietnam was the living room war. And so you'd sit down to dinner and the TV would be on and you'd see live action of the troops in Vietnam. And that, they called it the living room war, which is why most of America turned against it. And the Tet Offensive helped America turn against it because of what the liberal press did and the college students and the uh, protests and the riots and everything else. But the fact of the matter is we won. They didn't, they didn't beat us. We beat them back. They didn't take over anything. I mean, they did for a while. Uh, especially in areas like Saigon, where everything we had to go everywhere in a convoy because it was too dangerous to go out. Anyway, a long story, but this is when it started in 16. Okay, sorry. Now, uh, the singing thing I, I put on Facebook and YouTube of me telling, uh, showing on my radio, listening in my car, uh, Christine, uh, the, uh, of how I love that song part of Air Supply, uh, Lost in Love. And I got more, uh, more uh, comments from it. Air, uh, Tim says Air Supply's best song is Even the Nights Are Better. No, you're wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, my, oh, my daughter Jennifer, this is bizarre. My daughter Jennifer texted me with a heart symbol and it said, I'll leave you alone, Daddy. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> He's afraid to contact me because because I I don't know. I mean, it's damn. Uh, and, uh, and Denise says, "Glad you love music. It can touch me when nothing else can." And I uh, get a lot of comments on uh, my air supply thing that I put on Facebook. So anyway, just for the record. Um, uh, oh, um, a couple of quick sports things here, Pete. I, me- I didn't I didn't mention that yes, uh, golf birthday of uh, Peter uh, Curtis Strange is 69 years old today, won the U.S. Open back-to-back. Golfer. Uh, and as uh, uh, either of you guys a, a WWE fan, wrestling, Vince McMahon-type stuff fan? You know, do you follow it all, Joe? Morning, Joe. No. Have you ever heard of Nikki and Brie Garcia wrestling uh, twins or wrestling uh, their first public comments of sexual assault claims against their stepfather, uh, a complaint filed by Janet Grant, Janelle Grant filed a complaint in Connecticut claiming Vince McMahon and this guy, um, his uh, former head of talent relations, John Laurionitis, Laurionitis, I guess it is, their former stepfather, uh, were using all kinds of, we mentioned the other day that they were using sex toys named after former uh, wrestling stars. But here's what more about that story, which is really disgusting. Uh, the guy, Laurionitis, was terminated uh, two years ago under investigation by the company as it looked into sexual misconduct and hush money payments against Vince McMahon for the WWE. In the lawsuit, the girl says that McMahon will use sex toys named after wrestling stars that cause bruising and bleeding. 
McMahon and Laurionitis, who, by the way, is the stepfather of Nikki and Brie Garcia, the wrestling girls who are in the wrestling uh, WWE Hall of Fame uh, and have retired a couple of years ago. The twins, Nikki and Brie Garcia, they're reacting to their stepfather being accused of being a monster. Uh, apparently, this girl suing says McMahon and Laurionitis would force themselves on her as they took turns holding her down while others sexually assaulted her. The lawsuit claims that McMahon and Laurionatus told Grant during the assault, no means yes, take it, bitch. A day after the suit was filed, McMahon stepped down as executive chairman. Uh, Nikki and Bree officially left uh, the uh, wrestling thing last year, debuted in 2008, were in the Hall of Fame. And now they're uh, pretty shocked. I mean, uh, causing bruising and bleeding and uh, man, that's, Oh, my yeah, that, God. That's yeah, just that, freaking yeah, sick, man. Talk about that. Uh, hey, you, know, sorry. Yeah. You, you mentioned earlier DeSantis wants Ilhan Omar kicked out. Yeah, and deported and sent well, back home. Well, he, he's got a point. In Wokeness put this out. She didn't just break her oath of office. She broke her oath of American citizenship. Here's what the oath of allegiance says. I hereby declare on oath that I absolutely and entirely renounce and abjure all allegiance and fidelity to any foreign prince, potentate, state, or sovereignty of whom or which I have heretofore been a subject or citizen, that I will support and defend the Constitution and laws of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance the same. She broke that. Yeah. Yeah, she puts America third. Third. I mean, that's kind of hard to believe. She puts Somalia and Muslims for one and two of her priorities yeah. as an American citizen. And she again, she's the one who faked it. She, she was uh, pretending to marry her brother. She was having sex with her brother as a, a married couple, and that's how she uh, got, in, uh, got the uh, paperwork started. I mean, slime bag. But nothing will be done. No, you no know, yep, It's like, be oh, fine. we can't touch her. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, well, Cory Bush. Cory Bush is another member of the squad. Cory Bush is that uh, short-haired monster uh, congresswoman, and she just got caught and she says, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. They cleared me once before uh, hiring her husband for hundreds of thousands of dollars to be her security guard chief. But he's got no, he has no uh, professionalism or ranking or any kind of uh, a merit in uh, p- protection. She just hired her husband. <laughs> I mean, boy, it's nice if you can get away with it. And she's gotten away with it. But now they're invest- Justice Department's investigator. My well, God. Uh, white privilege rearing <sighs> its head again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 543. Oh, mercy. Uh, well, they, uh, the, the uh, President Slimebag did make a phone call to the parents of, uh, of now Sergeant, posthumously awarded the Sergeant Stripes, uh, former Specialist Kennedy Layden Sanders of Waycross, Georgia, one of the three Georgia soldiers killed during the attack in Lebanon a couple of days ago. And uh, we had the president there, uh, Joe. Let's say here's a little bit. We'll play a couple minutes of it of him talking to the parents uh, in after the Defense Department had to clear the uh, permission to, to get it all done. And obviously they were checking to see whether the parents would be in favor of the president uh, calling them and they were afraid that they were going to say no or they hated his guts and they wouldn't have let it happen. And I say no matter what, he should have taken it like a man, whether they liked him or not. Anyway, here's the president, a little bit of the president's phone call to the parents today. Good morning, Good morning, Mr. morning president. Mr. President. Sean, I wish I didn't have to make this call. I, uh, I know, uh, you know, everybody... Uh, what? Say it. I, I know there's nothing anybody can say or do to ease the pain. I've been there. Yes, sir, we understand. You've been there? I just want you to know that I, uh, you're in my prayers, in my heart. I know you don't want the press at the return of the body, but uh, with your permission, I'd like to be there with you. Is that okay? We would love for you to be there. 
well. You know, uh, and by the way, we're reporting, we're, we're promoting her posthumously to sergeant. Oh, wow. That Thanks, is sir. the best news I've heard today. Thank you so much. You don't know how much that means to us. Oh, well, I tell you what, it means a lot to, a lot to me. Uh, my son spent a year in Iraq until I lost him. And, uh, I, uh, my son uh, spent a year in Iraq until I lost him. One percent of all these kids are the ones that uh, <coughs> take care of 99 percent of us. And look, I know, I really do know. I got one of those phone calls out Oh, for God's sake. I mean, this is unbelievable. That's the phone call the president makes. He's not even reacting to the fact that the mom is crying her eyes out. Yeah. It's like he does. He's not. Oh, God. He's not paying attention. He's he, obviously there's some kind of script. And he's, you know, wobbling about uh, well, the, the husband, the wife and the family. So, good grief. Dear God. And he asked permission to be at the at, at the Dover airfield when they bring the bodies back. And this is the same guy who looked at his watch when they brought the bodies back from Afghanistan. And one of the dead guy's father said, it's 10 after 2, Mr. President. A slime bag. 546 with a Kimmer Pete and Flounders fill-in for the day morning show. Elvis, 1958, on this day, began recording of, of, of 1956. Did I say 58? 1956 on this day. Elvis started recording what would be his first album at RCA's New York studios. Songs included the Carl Perkins song, Blue Suede Shoes. Johnny Cash planted the seed for the song in 1960, uh, 1955, rather. While Carl Perkins, Johnny Cash, Elvis, and other Louisiana Hayride acts tur- uh, toured through the South. Johnny Cash told Carl Perkins of a black airman, C.V. White, whom he had met when serving in the military in Germany. And that guy had referred to his military regulation airman's shoes as blue suede shoes. And that's how Carl Perkins came up with the song and <laughs> Elvis... Did it all with those guys. Anyway, that's pretty cool. 1956. On this day in history, 1969, the Beatles with Billy Preston played their lunchtime rooftop gig on top of the Apple Building on Seville Row in London. Lasted about 40 minutes. It was the last time the Beatles performed live in public. They played Get Back, Don't Let Me Down, I've Got a Feeling, The One After 909, and Dig a Pony. Traffic, again, this was 69 on top of the roof of the Apple Building. Traffic was brought to a standstill as crowds of people gathered below and watched from their windows and nearby buildings. John Lennon ended the performance by saying, I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the group and ourselves, and I hope we passed the audition. And then the cops made him stop because it was outrageously stuff going on here. Uh, And, uh, Joe, if you will, on this day in 1933...
A fiery horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty hollow <laughs> silver. Yeah, like the Lone Ranger. I <laughs> That's right. That was the yeah. That was the original. And again, back in the day, they talked like this because this was kind of vaudeville. I mean, that's what they'd We're sing. Where's Messiah now? Uh, yeah, oh, Moses. But, but the singers, ah, that's my baby. That's my. And they all had that kind of nasally ah, thing going. And that was hey, nineteen thirty-three. <laughs> the Lone Ranger. And, although you may be more familiar with this version of it. Time on this day in 1933 ran for 2,956 episodes. <laughs> a fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver. The Lone Ranger. The Lone Silver, Ranger. Boy! And his trusty friend with Tonto. Indian companion Tonto, <laughs> the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early West. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. The Lone Ranger rides again. <laughs> 1933. It lasted, ended on uh, TV and radio in 1955. Uh, the Lone Ranger. Anyway, there you go. Kimber Pete and Flounder. Four, it's a 554 already. Holy cow. Uh, let's do, uh, let's do, what's the matter? What, what, what? Shannon, Shannon uh, has done it again. What, what do you do? Shannon, Shannon Burke. Burke down in Florida. Yeah, Representative Robert Garcia of Democratic California said the Donald Trump plan for the border, alligator moats, bombing northern Mexico, shooting migrants in the legs and electrifying the fence and putting spikes on them. <laughs> to which Shannon wrote, I'm already voting for Trump. You don't have to oversell it. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable, these people. <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, 555. <laughs> Uh, we've been playing the last couple of days. We've been playing the uh, top 10 worst songs of the 70s by Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, and I've got a, we've got a Flounders Funny coming up at the end of the show in a few minutes. But first, let's do this uh, morning show. Uh, again, I'll, I'll, just quickly, yesterday, number 10, Minnie Ripperton Loving You. And number 9, Morris Albert Feelings. These are the worst songs of the 70s, Rolling Stone magazine. Number 8, Billy Don't Be a Hero. Number 7, Seasons in the Sun. Number 6, Escape the Pina Colada song. And we played number five, The Captain and Tennille Muskrat Love. This is number four, the worst song of the 70s. Well, I don't believe, I don't agree with this at all. Debbie Boone, You Light Up My Life. Now you've come along And you light up my life And as we play this, Rolling Stone wrote that You Light Up My Life was actually the single biggest song of the 1970s. Ten weeks at number one, a record not beaten until 1991. 20 years almost when the uh, Boys to Men stayed on top for 13 weeks. The song was written as a love song, but Pat Boone's daughter Debbie always interpreted it as a song about her devotion to God. The song was written by Joe Brooks, arrested in 2009 on charges that he lured 11 women to his apartment with a promise of a movie audition and then sexually assaulted them. This is the guy who wrote the song. He committed suicide before he had to go to trial. About the same time this was all going down, his son Nicholas was arrested. The songwriter's son Nicholas was arrested for murdering his girlfriend. 
The New York Jeez. tabloids had a field day with those two cases. So knowing that, it's kind of hard to listen to this song the same way you light up my life. <laughs> Unless you know murdering and raping, you know, that was a slash. Jeez. <laughs> Karma got him back for writing it. Yeah, apparently. Have a little thing, one last 10 seconds here, uh, Joe. <laughs> That was the worst song in the 70s. Uh, all right, 5.57. Also, just in, this is kind of sad. Uh, the Beach Boys frontman, Brian Wilson, has just now announced the death of his wife. Uh, my heart is broken. Melinda, my beloved wife of 28 years, passed away this morning. Our five children and I are just in tears. We are lost. Melinda was more than my wife. She was my savior. She gave me the emotional security I needed to have a career, wrote Brian Wilson. Uh, he was uh, married. He was that was his second wife, a longtime manager of the Beach Boys. She was formerly a model and a car saleswoman. Not only a model, our, uh, our our father's savior and a mother. She was a woman empowered by her spirit and a mission to better everyone she touched. We will miss her, but cherish everything she has taught us. Brian Wilson on the death of his wife, and I think she was seventy-seven. I'm trying to find the age here, seven in her seventies. Anyway, uh, uh, and uh, rest in peace, Brian Wilson's wife. Five fifty-eight with a camera, Pete and Flounder, uh, and uh, oh, oh, by the way, this is kind of weird. Uh, a doctor recommends a surprising way to get rid of warts. If you have warts, even special bad warts, like on the soles of your palms of your hand or your soles of your feet, hard to get rid of, he says put stuff like compound W or a salicylic acid or stuff like that and then cover it with duct tape. Duct tape. <laughs> Another use for duct tape, well, getting it. rid of your freaking warts. And by the way, duct tape is D-U-C-T, not duck, D-U-C-K. Yeah. It's like uh, buck naked is B-U-C-K, not butt naked. Although everybody in the South says butt well, naked, but well, it's actually buck naked. Well, it's spelled N-E-K-K-I-D. Well, that's naked. Yeah, that, that, if, you're, if you're naked, you're up to no good. <laughs> Louis Grizzard used to say, if you're naked, that's one thing. Buck if naked. you're naked, you're up to no good. Anyway, how about a Flounder's Funny? Last end the show with you. We got a little quick time here. Uh, here we go. Rip and rolling right here. I was getting ice cream. Nine-year-old kid in front of me orders pistachio ice cream. I'm like, that's an adult-flavored ice cream. <laughs> What else do you want, espresso? <laughs> You're nine. You get chocolate ice cream with rainbow sprinks or vanilla ice cream with chocolate sprinks. You gotta have sprinks. You're a kid. Put some sprinks on it. If I was the cashier, I wouldn't even give it to him. I would have said pistachio. <laughs> Let me see your divorce papers. <laughs> Recent colonoscopy. I love it. Hey, by the way, uh, you know, the problem I found, the problem with sex in the movies is that I always used to usually spill the popcorn. Anyway, God bless America. Hoorah, Semper Fi, I gotta go. You're killing me. Thank you, Joe, for filling in. Pete and Flounder tomorrow on uh, 106.3. Maybe. <laughs> Look out, Herb. Have you thought about securing your hard-earned assets? Do you have concerns about the future? Protecting assets is crucial, and that's where Nelson Elder Care Law excels. As a family-owned and family-focused firm, we provide absolute assurance and peace of mind through our trademarked Absolute Protection Trust, tailored services in estate planning, probate administration, Medicaid crisis solutions, guardianship and conservatorship. Our goal is to exceed your expectations and empower informed decisions. Visit NelsonElderCareLaw.com for asset protection and peace of mind. Right now. 
American heroes are in some of the most dangerous places on earth, risking their lives to protect our freedom. But there are a forgotten group of heroes here at home. They face fear, loneliness, and despair, the ever-present threat of losing a loved one. These are the brave sons and daughters of the U.S. military, and they are heroes too. American Bible Society brings the hope and comfort of God's Word to the kids that need it most. Honor a hero and donate today at AmericanBible.org slash hero. Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within, combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And you Use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954, MSRP 49,905, excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. 